You're listening to the Wet Spot Podcast, where an Exmo has turned sexmo. Impurity culture at its finest. It is late, about 1.40 on a Wednesday. 1.40 in the morning, actually. And I was just about to drop this episode of the Night Game podcast. And I remembered, <laughs> there's a little bit of an update that I wanted to add into this. Um, this is not in reference to the night game at all, but there was just a little bit of drama that had taken place about, uh, well, regarding a lifestyle club in Utah, which I will not be mentioning the name of anymore um, because I do not want to be, I don't want to endorse that club. Um, and also, they want their privacy. They can have it. I just feel like I need to throw that out there. I know a lot of my listeners are from the Utah area, and a lot of you guys have already reached out to me asking about lifestyle clubs in Utah. And if you're going to message me and ask me about any that are around Utah, I do not have an answer for you. Because the one club that I will not be mentioning, in my opinion, is not worth even looking into. Um, They're very private. They want to remain private. The owner, he did want to share information about the club, but really I think the majority of the people there, or at least the ones that have been sending me threat, like threatening messages, they've made it very loud and clear that they do not want to be uh, out in the open. So if I do make mention of this specific club in this podcast episode, disregard it. As for a new club coming into the Utah area, yes, that is definitely something that I'm going to be encouraging. If it's going to be something I have to do, please have patience. There's a lot going on in my life. Um, There's a lot going on in the lives of those who want to help do this. And it's not something that is going to happen overnight. An ethical, transparent club does not happen overnight. This is not going to be something quick. We need to speak to lawyers. We need real investors, not guys sliding into my DMs, offering to help in exchange for other things. That's not how this works, okay? We really need to do this the right way, and it's going to take some time. So as of right now, I do not have a club to recommend, a lifestyle swinger club. I do not have one to recommend in the Utah area, but what I can tell you is Going to Houston to experience that for your first time, go to Houston. Check out the night game. If you are new to the scene and you want to experience like a real lifestyle club where you feel safe and you have so much fun, check out the night game in Houston. I went and I had a great time. I had a really good time. I ended up in a decent orgy. I flirted with girls, I kissed girls, I kissed boys, we had a really good time, and we got to dress up as schoolgirls. and I will be taking my husband down there. We already have our flights booked, so, <sighs> but unfortunately, there is nothing available in the Utah area. I'd love to plug some apps, though. Um, I highly recommend downloading the app 3Fun. That's the number 3-F-U-N. It is a Tinder-like app that you can swipe through. 
Um, but it's for the lifestyle. Um, you can find unicorns there. You can find couples there. You can find people looking for polyamorous relationships. Fuck, you can find single guys. You can even filter out single guys if that's something that you're not, you know, interested in. Also, a big um, website is going to be Swingular. That's S-W-I-N-G-U-L-A-R. And that is where you'll find lots of parties that are going to be hosted in the Utah area. For the most part, I've been invited to parties off of three fun, and it's usually with couples that I've matched with. They'll send me an invite, and we meet the couples at these parties for the first time and usually have a pretty good time. But as far as that club scene, you're just not going to find that right now in Utah. But without further ado, keep on listening because you are not going to want to miss this episode of The Night Game with Tiffany. She's the manager and her mom is the owner. And we dive into that interesting dynamic and how that came about. And we talk about, uh, well, well, we did talk about some tips for single guys, what to expect in the voyeur room, and uh, what to pack. Fuck. Like, what do you wear to a club like this? So keep tuning in and... Please give us a five-star rating and follow us if you're not doing so already because that really does help me continue to do these types of interviews. Hello. We have a very interesting episode today. I'm actually, no offense to the other episodes and the guests (laughs) who have been on, but I am very excited about this episode because I am at the night game in Houston, which is the largest lifestyle club, would you say in Texas? In Texas, yeah. In Texas, yay! We're the third largest in the country. In the country. (laughs) Do you know what the largest one is? I'm not sure. Right off the top of my head, I would have to look it up, but I do know that last time I checked, we were ranked pretty high up there. And you guys have not been around for very long. We have not. We've only been open for going on three years in August. Okay. And we'll get into that because you guys opened up or 2020. Yeah, right. Which is COVID. not. It was the craziest time. Not ever to the open best a time. <laughs> well, not just a business, but a lifestyle club. For sure. When uh, social distancing is yeah. at the forefront of trying to end a global pandemic. So it was interesting to say the least. Yeah. Um, so just to kind of let the audience know how I found you guys. Um, I'm I'm on TikTok of course. Um, and I stumbled into swing talk. And <laughs> next thing you know, I see this like beautiful Chola looking <laughs> doll, like beautiful Gothic woman pop up <laughs> talking about the lifestyle. And immediately I followed, I was like, yes, like I need to be in this algorithm yes. from here on out. TikTok and knows. yeah, I just, so that's how I stumbled upon her, and I just so happened to be in the Houston area and inserted myself, and I was like, I'm going to shoot my shot with my low followers on Instagram, and I <laughs> shot you. I, I don't even think I sent it from the Wet Spot podcast Instagram page. I think it was page. your personal page. It was, because I was like, there's no way they're going to say yes. That account has 500 <laughs> followers. I'm like The universe works in mysterious ways, you know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not... The podcast isn't, it's pretty new, and yeah, I'm not very good at social well, media just marketing. Being new clearly doesn't necessarily say anything about a business or about whatever you're doing because you clearly can grow very quickly. Yeah. Is how we've been. So, um, well, you're very successful at it. Um, I'm not the most successful at social media marketing, but you are. 
It's been a, a ride. It's been something that I had to learn kind of as I go because I don't have any kind of degrees in marketing or mm -hmm. like graphic design or anything like that. That's something that I've just always kind of had like, I guess, a knack for because I'm a pretty creative person. So this club provides me a lot of creative outlets that I've just kind of had to like pick up and learn as I go. You've got an entrepreneurial so, uh, That's a spirit. good way to put it. Yeah, the entrepreneurial yeah. spirit for sure. You, uh, Yeah, you learn as you go and if you're dedicated enough, you can make that happen. <laughs> so... Um, yeah, just, I mean, fucking follow the night game. Houston, if you're listening to this now, pull up your phone and just, just look at it. Right. Like, look at For it sure. as a pull reference. Pull up our page. Come see us. See yes. What we're about. But this woman is just beautiful. Um, we are just kind of casual right now. Super casual. So we're going to make a little transition TikTok. I want to do one of her transition TikToks because that's what she does a lot of. Yeah, I yeah. do a lot of those. Yeah, she's like, this is what I look like. And then this is what I look like. <laughs> Fucking beautiful goddess. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, so, yeah, that's our little introduction here. Um, let's dive into some history because I want to build on that but I do want to get into the nitty gritty I saw a sex room I saw yes. an or can I call it an orgy room uh technically yeah the one that you saw the big room you could technically call that an orgy room if you yeah. want yeah with that said an orgy it could just be multiple people playing with or like a couple playing over here a couple playing over there so it's not like this is true yeah I feel like that's a pretty broad term as a whole like yeah you could use that for a couple of different I feel things. like if you like, google orgies on Pornhub everyone's fucking everybody, yeah, everybody yeah. yeah but it's a voyeur room. Yeah, a voyeur room is typically, we use our, we call it the group slash voyeur room because orgy does kind of like maybe insinuate like consent. And mm -hmm. that's not something that we just want to like, you know, from the get go, like, oh, you come in here, you're allowed to do whatever. That's not how it works. Right. So that's why we kind of typically call it the voyeur room because like you're going to get a show in there regardless of whether you're putting on the show or you're just watching. So uh, yeah, it's, it's worked out for us so far. People kind of get it when they know what we're talking about. And I enjoy being watched. Yes, there's definitely something to be said for that. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm a performer, so I love that room. But um, let's just go ahead and kind of get into some brief history here. Um, this blows my mind. Your mom started the club. She yes. owns the club. Yes. And your are you part owner or are you just manager? Well, um, I'm absolutely invested. Like right. that's a, a thing for sure. But I mean, clearly I am, you guys are just my title is uh, floor manager slash social media director. So the reason that people know we exist is because of me. Yes. And the reason we do exist is because of her. Yes. She does all the nitty gritty things that I maybe as a creative don't necessarily understand as well, like mm -hmm. permits and laws and all that stuff like that. Like she helps me navigate that kind of stuff because she's m way more into like the understanding part of like the technical parts of it when it comes to like you know doing a little tiktok dance <laughs> that's kind of where i come into play yeah so it's a very so, uh, interesting bond we have in the way that we work it out what blows my mind is people hide this shit from their fucking parents they do and your mom opens it up and here you are working with her on this so who is not to like it's not like LGBTQ, but who came out first? Oh, yeah. It honestly, it is kind of in that sense. I it mean, is it kind feels of a coming out story. In a it sense really does because, feel that way. Well, I would say for us personally, it was a little bit different because my mom immigrated here from Germany when she was a child. Like she's <gasps> oh, Sprechensee Deutsch. Yeah, well, I don't. She does. Oh, it, so it, um, I don't know where she is. Yeah, but. she's an immigrant, and so she's yeah. European. And you know, the vibe over there towards sexuality is a little bit different. Like 
from the get go. Mm-hmm. So my upbringing was a little bit more, I guess you could say, open in ideas of like sex. Like that's something that like we talked about from the time that I was young. Like we had the sex talk. I understood. I was able to come to her. Like it was never like a, anything that I like hid from her. Like whenever I got ready to have sex as a teenager, like I came to her. I was open about it. So not everybody comes from that background, mm-hmm. but I was very fortunate. Especially that, well, my kind of had. Yeah, especially like we were talking about earlier. Your listeners definitely maybe not can't relate to that. No, open door policy. <laughs> for me, um, I was raised a little bit more open in like the sexuality aspects. So whenever we came to each other about this, it, once we were once I was an adult, obviously I had two children at this point. And I was grown. But you're um, a mom. Do what? You're a mom. I am a mom. Yeah, I have two oh, kids. I have so, one. <laughs> um, That's awesome. It's interesting. Uh, I got two boys. They're crazy. But, oh, wow. uh, yeah. I would have never I, have guessed. Once but. I became a mom, it was like one of those things that like now we have like, you know, this kind of bond as well. So like, you know, I'm a grown up. You're a grown up. Like, yeah, we're still mother and daughter. But, you know, it just was we're, we've always had that best friend energy. Mm-hmm. And then it really didn't change much once I became older. Like we just kind of getting more open because now we can talk about these adult topics together. That's how I'm my that mom mindset. and I are now. Yeah, it's great. There's something I so literally told about her. That. I'm like, I'm doing this interview. And I sent her your guys's page and I said, it's a mom and daughter. And it's they have this so business great to be able to like be open about that kind of thing. Because like I, I personally am a huge mental health advocate. And I feel like being able to be honest with the person that you feel like you can trust most in this world you know like Mm -hmm. your mom is supposed to be that person for you and to have that bond with her it's so helpful and I think it's really really helpful especially in our business aspect because we talk about everything in here like we don't make business decisions without being like hey what do you think about this like it's been super super cool to have that bond in this environment a lot of people are either like super put off by it like perplexed like how the hell do you do this yeah. or they're like very enamored by it and I like it's it. typically positive when we so get so it sounds like there wasn't really a coming out it was more of a progression it was yeah i guess it was one of those things like um did you know your mom was your mom in the lifestyle when you were a kid and you kind of knew about it or no. no 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 that was something that happened um with her husband that she's with now growing up with my dad that wasn't something that they had mm-hmm. with their relationship so um it was something they discovered while while I was already an adult, kind of. Uh-huh. And actually, you've mentioned the coming out. I'm thinking on it now. I think that the way that it went down was that uh, Rick and I, my husband, we started exploring more into the BDSM lifestyle. Uh-huh. That's kind of what kickstarted our lifestyle journey as a whole. Mm-hmm. It wasn't necessarily swinging or anything like or bringing other people in or anything like that. I was very interested in kink and BDSM, mm-hmm. and uh, I had an experience where I got. Um, I had a rope bondage experience where I was suspended with rope, which is very dangerous. Don't try that at home. (laughs) But I had somebody that um, was an instructor that I actually was talking with, and I had that experience. And from that moment, I was just, my mind was like, oh, my God. This is amazing. Loved it. I was like, give me more. What's what's to this? Like, what other aspects are there? And from that experience, I come running to my mom almost immediately because, like, she's my best friend. I had to tell somebody. I'm like, I had this crazy experience. Mom, I have to tell you about this. This is what happened and she was like oh my god because I had pictures and video and everything and I was like showing her and she was like oh my god I can't relate but that is so crazy and she's like well let me tell you a little something oh. <laughs> at that point and so we kind of started being a little bit more open she's like well you know how I go to Houston on the weekends and I'm like yeah oh I noticed that your life has been getting a little more uh, interesting recently she's like well it's not necessarily just nightclubs that we go to it's lifestyle clubs swingers and I'm like really 
Really? I'm like, so did you she tell you like all at once in that exchange was, um, or was it like little bits? Like it was kind of little bits like because it happened like where I had this experience. and I told her about that and we would obviously like we have conversations. I would see her almost every day. Yeah. And like we would just slowly but surely kind of start like sharing different things. And then she came to me with this idea right around that same time. It's so funny that this all kind of came to head within the same year really is when this happened. Right around this time she came to me. She's like, so these clubs have been going to I feel like they're missing something. I feel like it's lacking. Like, I feel like I could do it better. <laughs> Truly, she's like, I want to open a nightclub. I'm mm -hmm. sick of the car business. I'm sick of the, doing this. The, the hours that I put into something that's not mine. I feel like I see an, a niche area that mm -hmm. really needs something. And if you provide, if you build it, they will come. Basically. She's a boss, by the way. She, yeah. I will be, I think I did put a picture of you and your mom. Yeah, big boss In energy. the episode highlight. But I'm yeah. going to just put a picture of her because she, like the one that you'd sent me. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. She's just boss. She's got this energy about her. That's very much. She looks like, like devil. Intimidating. The, de the devil wears Prada. Like, yes. She just looks very, like, very so nice though. It's so funny because like she has that like appeal to her, and people see her that way. And then you get to know her, and you're like, this bitch is a goofball. She walks in. I bet I like, haven't seen her in her nightwear, but I bet she walks in and just like the looks whole like room the notices. Madame. Like yeah, respect. It's very much. And then you said she's a little goose. A she's goofball. such a goofball. <laughs> it's, she's. It's so funny because we both are like actually pretty like anxiety ridden and like shy of but course. we have to like put on this facade Same. to like you know be out here because when you work in a nightclub like you got hundreds of people coming through I bet and, you like, get nervous just before showtime oh my god but then if when I don't feel happens, like I'm gonna throw up before we open then I don't even know what's going on but then but then when you're out there the energy yeah, exactly it, it, it switches yeah it switch it's so crazy because you're it's a like performer in a way that right? waiting energy right before you go on it's almost like the stage anxiety but you're not even doing it's like it's just it feels like putting on a performance. I'm watching, you know, when I came in, I'm I'm seeing her, her, by the way, this club, fucking largest lifestyle club in Houston, the third largest in the United States. This one woman is, I mean, I'm sure you're helping her too. She's fucking putting up decorations, you guys. She does most of it. A lot, yeah. She is very much a force to be reckoned with. Yeah. She does a lot of the decor herself. Like, when people get here, it's funny because, like, a lot of times her and I will spend so much time, like, prepping. Like, I'm following her around a little right-hand man. Like, what do you need now? What do you need now? And we do all this, and the next thing you know, it's almost 9 o'clock, and we're not I, even ready for I work panic. yet. I panic. I <laughs> panic to, I did my daughter's birthday party yeah. back in October and I was fucking decorating for three days and just feeling yeah. like oh my god, like, oh my god you like guys this anxiety. do this every week every weekend yeah and so we're like panicking to get everything ready next thing you know we realize we're not ready yet and then we come out late and everybody's like oh where you been I'm like honey we work the day shift <laughs> like we were Tanya was out here hanging up your birthday direct decorations <laughs> earlier you know it's like this place is, is amazing to be the owner and be as involved as she is is super super like admirable for me she does a big chunk of our cleaning like the because um, you had mentioned to me about like um, our cleaning processes because we're super super anal about that mm -hmm. and uh, yeah it's because of her that we are that way she's yeah. very very particular let's about talk about this place um, actually I was going to ask you because I do that's actually the what sets you guys apart from the other clubs so that mm -hmm. is something that we will be talking about for sure um, but what I want to ask just to kind of give some reference so you know I'm coming from an ex-Mormon community mm -hmm. I do have active Mormon listeners as well and they're very welcome um, mm -hmm. to be here and stuff but um, so how long have you been in the lifestyle the club opened in, in 2020 mm -hmm. were you in the lifestyle for a while before that I would say um, about a year or two 
before then, um, we had started like my partner and I, I married my husband at 18 years old. So I was very fresh, very young, like married, got pregnant, like right out of high school, did all that. So you're like a Mormon, but you're not. Yeah. It's funny because like you talk about that, like I didn't really, (laughs) I was raised more sexually like open, but as far as like the actual act of like Mm -hmm. figuring out sex and different things that you can do and like options available, like I didn't know polyamory was even a thing. It's just now coming out. It's getting to be way more like a mainstream and like swinging and all these things. Like I didn't, whenever I got married, I didn't even know that was a thing you know like I guess you knew but it was very much like the you have that preconceived notion of what you think swinging is like the old school you like, see it on in the movies like the 70s parties like, like you know mass, which yeah. it is a thing but um did you have a religious upbringing at all um not as much a little bit I was raised like more southern baptist in a sense like okay. we went to church but it was kind of like you know hypocritical in a sense and like I was never really like forced into that so I, I can say that, that was, was your mom that, like would she go every Sunday or we uh, went for like a while but I think just as a whole we started to kind of realize it just wasn't something that like fit our vibe but um, I would say that it probably came more from just like their work hours and being so busy like mm-hmm. throughout the week my mom busted ass my entire upbringing like she worked 70 hours a week from like the time I was young yeah. and so like on the weekends when we had that little bit of time like we were trying to spend time with family and then we kind of like realized you don't necessarily have to be in a building to have a relationship with God mm-hmm. and so we kind of started going that and then like I expressed as a child like not really wanting to go and things like that and so yeah. we just kind of started to shy away from it I think a lot of people have that t- kind of same vibe when yeah. that happens to them but um, it was very it was not strict religious I don't know much about Baptists. I will say this, though. So Mormons, uh, they have their own um, film company, and they make movies like Return Missionary, uh, The Best Two Years. They have a movie called Baptists at Our Barbecue. (laughs) And I don't think I've ever actually seen it, but I really, I should watch it and see, because it's like Baptists and Mormons. Mm I, we clash, and I don't, I guess I don't really understand how or well, why, um, but I feel like we're very similar. Uh, yeah, you know, because now being on the outside of it, I look at it and I'm like, I, I mean, I have my own opinions just from my own experiences in life, but yeah, I feel like it's very, very similar, but I could see why you maybe not agree because I feel like Mormonism is a very specific, very rule based, like, and very strict. Very strict, yeah, yeah. And the Baptists are more like a party on Friday, Saturday night, and then show up to the church on Sunday, a little mm-hmm. hungover, but we're, we're doing yeah. it, you know? Aren't the Duggars, aren't they Baptists? I don't know. I am not sure. I'm not sure where they are. I'm not sure. But they wear like the skirts and don't I cut think, their hair. Yeah, I think that's the Pentecostal. Maybe. But, You're probably um, right. Yeah, I'm not super, I'm more of a spiritual person, I would say, especially mm-hmm. at this point in my life. Like, I definitely have my own relationship with whatever higher power we've got out there, but I don't feel like yeah. I'm going to let man tell me yeah. how that should be defined, you know? So, especially I always in my, say I'm like a, a freaking agnostic atheist. Yeah. If that makes sense. Like, I do believe there's I something don't there. I that. But you know, I just think religion's definitely like a man-made thing. Definitely. Yeah. That makes money. I think that religion is definitely one of those things that like puts a lot of pressure on people to be a certain kind of way and mm-hmm. it's based off of like a certain group or a certain individuals mindset and how they think things should be and I'm just like I'm very much a live and let live type of person. Yeah. So, um yeah, I would say that uh the religious part of it didn't really have a whole lot of effect on me growing up thankfully. I feel like I'm very fortunate cuz there are a lot of people in the lifestyle that uh, struggle with that religious trauma and getting out of it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, fortunately, there's communities now for people, but 
Um, so it wasn't always that way. I know. Well, thank I like TikTok. Because thank of God that, for social media, though, right? I like, know. It, it can be a downfall and a blessing, because yeah. truly. Yeah. I just wish TikTok would be a little more open to letting people deconstruct. Oh, but, yeah, for they sure. Do, they are yeah. very, very They're, strict. It's interesting. I was thinking, I'm like, social media is taking away our freedom of speech. It is. In the United in States. A, yeah, it really truly is. It it's really funny. is. So, um, so you, I don't want to spend too much time on COVID, but you guys opened up. Like, yeah, right when did before. you guys open? So it was just before. So um, okay. I, the COVID shutdown, whenever like this whole state shut down, was in March. We had just opened that prior year. Uh-huh. So it like we were only going for like a little while. Uh-huh. And the next thing you know, we're blindsided. They're like, by the way, you're shutting down. You cannot open at all. And uh, our business was so new that we didn't have anything to show. Like whenever they were doing like the... the um, Hell, what is the word I'm looking for? The um, loans. Yeah, like the loans or like the the, the grants PPP, and things like that. People getting money, the like PPP to, loan. Yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. The, whenever they were getting those out, and like businesses were getting money to try to like stay afloat from mm-hmm. the government and things like that. We didn't qualify for any of that, so we had just come from taking all of our life savings and investments and investing it into a business Mm -hmm. and then getting shut the fuck down out of nowhere. And then now we have to survive for 11 weeks with no income and no nothing. It was a really stressful time for me. Like that time where we were not open at all was just like, I went days where I was like, just in the dumps. And then I was like on the quarantine crazy. I think we all kind of did that. But did you guys feel like giving up? There was times where we were like worried that we were going to get given up for us, you know? Well, this place is so there's, immaculate, yeah. and it looks like a lot of money has a, been put into this. There's a lot of money invested. There's a lot of money involved in the upkeep, but I that's mean, the thing. I mean, even the like, ceiling is freaking black paneled yeah, nicely. It, it, black panels ain't cheap, baby. <laughs> no, I'm, I yeah, wouldn't no, imagine. Sure. Like, this, yeah, it, was, it was scary for a minute. It was scary, but then... Um, Thankfully, I mean, they did the shutdown for 11 weeks. We were done. And then we were one of the first ones that were actually able to reopen. That's good. Because we're not technically in a a bar or nightclubs. We don't serve alcohol or anything like that. Bring your own booze, people. Yeah, it's BYOB here. We serve complimentary mixers, but we don't sell, serve, or handle alcohol at all. That's based off of, like, the way that our permits are. And laws and everything. I mean, you're more than welcome to look that up. It's boring. It's like the blue blue laws (laughs) There's a lot of red tape and nonsense involved into a a business like this and a lot of gray areas. Mm -hmm. So um, it actually worked out for us a little bit in that first beginning because we were able to open up before the bars and the nightclubs. So, because we're technically just, like, a community event hall in the sense like mm-hmm. if you think about it because you bring your own stuff and then you come here and you gather so um, that was helpful um, as far as business coming back after stuff like that happened we did notice a little bit of a dip because I think people were scared which rightfully so mm-hmm. like and the vaccine wasn't out yet and like people were just like didn't know what to think like, and how was the vibe in here too like did you guys have to follow any procedures with social distancing or well, uh, Again, Texas is different Texas is different yeah. I mean we are uh, I mean our state is a little bit more conservative and they have their own ways that they set things up there were mask laws in, in place and things like that were people but, wearing um, the masks and stuff a little bit um, thankfully yeah. with our building being so large we were able to work out our, ta- our distancing with our tables mm-hmm. and things like that so it was a uh, 
But actually, we had a lot of like green flags whenever that kind of thing happened because of the fact that we have a huge building. We're so crazy about cleanliness. Mm -hmm. And then like we were able to dis socially distance people and stuff like and that. And people were probably more so coming in with people that they wanted yes, to play with. that like, is exactly correct. The people that came back. meeting people here. First, yeah. So the people that came back first were our regulars, like uh -huh. people who like were comfortable being here. They know the, the drill. They know how clean it was, things like that. They were ready to get back out. After months of being shut in the house, like they were like, okay, I'm going to wear my mask. I'm gonna go get at my table and I'm gonna hang out with my friends that They're I know. They're probably like, I'm getting tired of having the parties at my I house. I mean, a so lot of these people, yeah, truly, <laughs> as funny as it sounds, a lot of these people were still hanging out at the house. Mm -hmm. They were just like, we're looking to get back into their social. They missed us. We missed them, you know? Mm -hmm. And we were able to set it up to where we were able to kind of safely mm -hmm. do it again. Yeah. And that was really helpful for us because people noticed that pretty quickly that we were like kind of getting back in the swing of things. It was safe. Like we had it set up safe. And so our clientele came back pretty quickly. And then, um, we just kind of hit the ground running again. The vaccine came out and everything started getting better. People now, especially we're getting more people than we've ever had. Yeah. I think truly after that whole experience as a whole, like people are just ready to live their lives again. I think you so. Know? Like and that I do was so think, hard for um, a lot of us. To go back to your um, TikTok account, I think mm -hmm. you are a part of that swing talk that is educating people. Oh, it's and so that's, nice to say that. I love that it's to so hear true that. so true because I don't think people realize if you watch, you know, a movie or if you look up it, anybody I've even talked to vanilla friends mm -hmm. which vanilla friends are people who are not in the lifestyle it's not an insult yeah, it's just, not an insult it's just people yeah, who are you like you just haven't had a little bit of flavoring in your yeah. in your milk yet you know yeah um they automatically, and I thought this too, because my I wanted to divorce my husband when he brought up us going into the lifestyle. That's a whole thing. Oh yeah, thing. So I'll let Tanya tell her your story about yeah. that too. She felt the exact same way. I was way. like, Fuck I have a you, you want to sleep with somebody? What the fuck? Like, but, I, think, but I, I didn't know there was a spectrum. Yeah, you come in and it's like. There's an, you can say you're in the lifestyle if you're a couple who comes in and says we're just in the same room, no swap. Yeah, and that's perfectly still life. I didn't know there spicy. were options. Yeah, and I mean, most people don't. They assume that it's one way or that it's this way. I have clients that call us and they're like, so do we have to participate if we go there? I'm like, oh my God, no. Like, yeah. just because you walk into my building doesn't mean you have to have sex. Like, And you're not going to be approached you know? to... No. And like, if you are, the person's a douche, and I've heard you can go to the bouncers and say, this person's oh, coming yeah, on too rarely, strong. I mean, honestly, that rarely happens. It does happen. Obviously, I'm not going to say it doesn't happen, but like, typically, people in here when they approach you they're very polite mm -hmm. they try to go about it because I mean it's the same thing as courting somebody when you want to date them you have to be polite you have to be nice and be interesting yeah. things like that nobody's going to come up and be like hey you want to fuck and if they do it becomes very obvious and that person gets like ostracized very quickly like, yeah that, it doesn't that becomes painfully obvious very quickly yeah who knows what they're doing and who doesn't you right know? yeah so yeah I, I think that's why more people are coming because you've got folks like yourself who are educating people about and the lifestyle. And it's so crazy because, you know, like when I started the TikTok and like doing those kind of things, I'm like, I truly want to change the way people view this kind of stuff because we get so many like people that hear these stigmas and they think it's a certain kind of way. I'm like, it's not like that. The like, wife it's swap. So chill. We had talked about yeah, that the before. the wife swap thing, like how it had like, where swinging really kind of originated is not where we are anymore. Mm -hmm. Like where swinging originated, like with just, you know, Oh, home. Let, let, let's swap our wives or whatever. And like, honestly, drop the keys of, like, in the bowl. Yeah, drop the keys in the bowl. Do your thing. Like song. your little private uh, drop the parties. Keys like, in the bowl. there was a yeah. lot of stigmas, a lot of things involved that mm -hmm. like we don't like to associate with anymore. You live and you learn, mm -hmm. and the lifestyle is very much not what it was 50 years ago. And I think it's not what it was five years ago because of yeah, your mom. Even so, I, I think you say. guys are changing uh, the lifestyle, even yourselves. Like, it's I have it's, to agree. It's like changing shape. 
I think I have to agree and I think for the better because truly like we I wouldn't necessarily consider us a swinger club we, we try not to use that term I use that term on TikTok for jarring purposes to get people to stop scrolling mm-hmm. but in here we don't technically use the term swinger club or anything like that we say lifestyle because lifestyle as a whole we're all encompassing mm-hmm. so that means like swinging yes but also your BDSM folks your polyamorous folks your people who just like to watch I love, the, I your, love lifestyle over yes, swinger like I love lifestyle because it, it gives more of like a broad spectrum like we're lgbtq plus friendly like a lot of there's clubs even here in houston where we have clients that come in that said they've been turned away i know because I, I they're not welcome that. or they don't know how to how to d- handle that or how to deal with that. i'm like what do you mean you don't know how to handle that like you just let these people come in and have a good time and if there's a problem let, handle the, it. Like, let the patrons decide let the, exactly let the patrons i'm like let there be a problem before there's a problem you know yeah. that's the way i view it but like that still is very much still happening yep. and that happens and we can only speak for our own club in the way that we do things but yeah i i don't want the lifestyle to be like you know nothing but middle-aged white people and doing like you know things on the the side and like being super secretive about it middle-aged white people because it really was (laughs) it really basically yeah middle-aged white people like that's kind of where where people imagine yeah yeah like the upper class middle-aged white people like that's what you you want to do that you can open a club like that you can do a house party like that but you guys you are new age it's your new age lifestyle funny is like because like Tanya, being a middle-aged white person. I like how you call your mom Tanya. <laughs> Tanya. Yeah, well, you know, it, it's something That's that awesome. it, when I use her name, people know who I'm talking about. I right. say mom, they're like, wait, what? <laughs> but uh, Tanya, being a middle-aged white person, even we've had co- talks about this because we have talks about like what we want our club to be and the direction that we want to go and the vision that we have together. She's like, being that, that I don't even want to just talk to middle-aged white people. I want to get somebody else. I want to talk to new people. Mm-hmm. I want to experience other things. I want to get other people's experiences. Mm-hmm. Like she wants to talk to the black folks, the Hispanic folks, the younger folks. Like she wants to see what their life experiences is, is and like what they want out of the lifestyle. She and was telling like that. me a really sweet story, and I'm a sentimental person, so I got gooseies, and I was gonna cry for her. <laughs> That's but so sweet. she was telling me about how a trans. Um, person had called and they were like hey um, you know could I come to the club and she mm-hmm. was like of course you can come to the club and this person's been here about four times mm-hmm. if I'm right and this person she your your mom Tanya mm-hmm. she had complimented this person's boots mm-hmm. and then the person brought her boots yes that as just a gift happened. and I just like I love that I love that this person feels so welcome yes you know that they're coming back and then they're like bringing little tokens you know for her for Tanya and, yeah, and I, thought, I think that's so beautiful. sweet I literally yeah I almost cried when that happened very much so I was very very I want to see these that. boots the boots are awesome <laughs> I've seen see them. them they're great the, the boots are amazing I wonder if this but, person's um, gonna be here this evening but I would be happy to see see her she's always a good time when she comes in she's super great yeah but she's coming uh, oh, yeah, uh, I'm being yeah. told I'm she should be here person. but um just as a whole like we've had a couple of different transgender individuals or like presenting individuals that maybe don't match what their ID says up front you know that mm-hmm. kind of thing and they're always curious like because we do have like a gender-based pricing system so people are kind of confused about that sometimes especially with like you know when we you come in to check in as one thing and you mm-hmm. don't necessarily match what's going on there mm-hmm. we very much so feel as if we don't know what your life is like outside 
of this place. Mm -hmm. But when you come here, we want you to be as authentically you as you are. And I don't care what the state of Texas or whoever gave you your identification card says. Right. If you come in here and you're a woman and that's how you feel, then that's what we're, we're going to treat you as a woman because we want you to be as authentically you as possible. Why would I give that experience to everybody else in here who's free to be themselves, but then turn you away because what's in your pants doesn't match what's on your, like, you know, that just doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. You know, and it's crazy to me as well because a lot of people are are like confused by that or think like, oh, there's no place for them in the lifestyle, something like that. My, they get a lot of attention. My little friend that we were just talking about has been approached by many couples, many people to go play in the playroom and do the, all these things or be like, hey, let's go grab a bite to eat, whatever. I'm like, they're just as interested in the lifestyle as yeah. everyone else. Yep. You think that like, oh, that, I don't know if that's for me, but I assure you it's for someone. So yeah. you have just as much a right to be here and play regardless of what you got going on. Your gender yep. identity doesn't matter. We're a lifestyle club regardless, you know? And coming from a uh, white woman, I will say, I'm following a TikTok account of a gentleman who has gone through a transition mm -hmm. looks very masculine. I love it. Mm -hmm. And he had made a TikTok saying like when guys are bragging about how big their dick is and then he's like, I've I've got five dicks in my closet. <laughs> and I, I commented, I was like, uh, proof is in the pudding. Oh, <laughs> Hit me up. Right like, there. I, me up. I love that you guys are welcoming these people because you, I'm curious, like I would love to be with well, someone like that. You know, like, it, it, I absolutely agree. very hot. Um, I absolutely, I, I mean, uh, very much to be said for that, but I very much so am a strong believer in gender and sexuality as a massive spectrum. Mm -hmm. And truly, like, I have this little joke anyway that uh, time isn't real and neither are we. We're all gonna die anyway. Why does it fucking matter? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, like, truly, like, I'm not even real. I'm just in a meat sack. Like, why do we care? Like, if you meet somebody that, like, tickles your vibes and you have fun mm -hmm. and, like, y'all worked out whatever you got going on, then what the fuck does it matter? At it's the end just of the day? religion and government it's speaking what I'm for saying. people. Like, listen, I just wanna flutter around and have my little good times with my little good friends and have a good time. I don't need, like, like social like norms and like all this nonsense telling me what I can and can't do that makes me happy. Yeah. You know, like I just love fuck that. that you know? I love that. Like I want people to be happy. Just be happy. Life is too short to not be happy. I was going to ask you what set you guys apart from the other clubs. And I think, you know, you definitely um, answered the new age yeah, stuff. I but would say our mindset for sure. Like, I mean, I can't only speak for my own club. I mean, but I can speak for experiences that I've had other places and the things that I see. It's more swinger centric, you know, like mm -hmm. you're going to have like, like your middle-aged white people, you know, like it's not necessarily that it's like, you know, towards one race or anything like that. Like you're going to have people of all races and things like that. But it's just your typical what you would imagine a swinger environment to be like. Like, and that's just not what we do here. Like, yeah, that's available, but we're focused on like meeting and joining with people who have the same mindset to build lifelong connections with people who you can vibe with and not feel uncomfortable. Right. Literally, my mom had her swinger friends at my brother's 16th birthday party. <laughs> like literally, but it was just an vanilla event. Like obviously it's a fucking kid's birthday party, but <laughs> we're, you're bringing the people that you feel comfortable with because right. they're your friends. They're your friends. And you can be open with them and you can talk to them. And you you don't have to pretend that there's not a whole side of yourself that you don't tell them about. Yeah. You know, like a lot of the time, like you can talk to anybody that in here tonight, especially 
you will talk to them and a lot of them will tell you that they don't even really know what to do with vanilla friends anymore. <laughs> I'm kind of, like, I'm not at that point because I still love all my vanilla like, friends, but I am trying to get my vanilla friends to do, you know, come I'm to, to the these point things where, with me. Um, but. I don't necessarily hide who I am from vanilla friends anymore. You don't have to do what I do. And like, uh, that's totally cool. Obviously, I love you the same. If you just do your thing, you're monogamous, you're happy, mm -hmm. do you. But I want you to be accepting of what I'm doing. Right. I don't like to hide. I'm very much, a, yeah, you ain't got a lie to kick it. <laughs> And so I like to be able to be open with almost, I mean, everybody in my yeah. life. Like, I, like, I'm very strong on communication. That's a huge, that's a cornerstone of the lifestyle is communication. Right. So Consent, communication. I really, truly, like, I keep that in all aspects of my life. My friends that I have close to me, the people that are around me, I want to be able to be open with you. I want to be able to be honest about who I am because I want you mm -hmm. to love me for who I am, you know? I love that. And the thing that I like to remind people of, too, is the lifestyle really genuinely, just like, you're right for any sexual thing is it's not always for everyone yeah so you know if some if someone's listening because I've had people write to me and say hey because you know my story like my husband coming to me and I was like I want a divorce like I don't want to do this blah, mm -hmm. blah blah and then I'm obviously I've changed yeah <laughs> I had traumas I had some shadow work I had to do oh yeah but, that's always part of it but I've had people come to me and they're like I opened up to my partner about wanting to get into the lifestyle and they just don't want to do it and it's been months and months and months and they really just don't want to do it like you know what can I do to change their mind and I'm like that's their freedom if maybe yeah. they're just genuinely not into it you know that's one of those things that um you know yeah truly like I mean, you, you can said, have it's, an open mind it's very true that like yeah they may not be into it but that's one of those that, that you really truly have to keep in mind that this process is not an overnight process oh, fuck from no. the time that I even like I guess would say kind of came out to my husband about oh like, did you come out first to your husband about well, it well um I we started having talks before like that's kind of how like I said we started getting into BDSM different things exploring different things I we had had talks where I was telling him that I was struggling with my bisexuality mm -hmm. because he knew that I was bisexual mm -hmm. but I felt like I was hiding a part of myself or I wasn't being authentic with myself by not being able to love women or to be mm -hmm. involved or like having any, any kind of experiences like I felt like I was less than in a sense that's absolutely not true obviously I've, I've grown a lot everybody that's listening to me you do not have to be with a woman or have any kind of experiences with a woman to be bisexual woman so don't don't put that on yourself first and foremost right but at that time I put that on myself and that's how I felt and I was struggling with that a lot like I really wanted to have some experiences with women mm -hmm. and I was like how the fuck do I go about this you know and at the time thankfully I actually I mean I kind of opened up to a couple of girlfriends of mine and like you know mm -hmm. I had some people that were like we'll just talk to you know, like that. I actually had decent people in my life who were like, yeah. you need to talk to your partner. Did you, you say, know? like, let's have a threesome with a woman? Kind Was of. Was it like that? And kind of. I feel it, like as a bisexual woman, you should have the option with your partner in an ideal situation to say, I want to have sex with a woman, but I don't want you to be involved. Yeah, and you know, honestly, uh, in our experience, that was, it did not start with a threesome, thankfully. Okay. So I was actually, I got the balls enough to be like, hey, what would you think about me maybe like, you know, trying out a few of these things with one of our friends? Without like you. with Yeah, like exploring like some female things or whatever. And he wasn't jealous or and anything. Like, and that was something that like, he was like, confused about put off about but like like what's wrong with he me was, yeah he was open to the idea at first like he was like confused but at first he wasn't like no 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 I actually then, have like, a I actually have a listener I won't say who it is mm -hmm. um she is also feeling bisexual mm -hmm. urges and she's told me that she has said this to her partner and mm -hmm. he's like no 
Like, and she's even to the point where she's like, well, let's do a threesome. And it's mm-hmm. very hard for her to get him to agree to that. Yeah. That's, a, and you know, that's a very personal thing. I mean, you, that's something you'd have to talk to him about. Matter respect like, to your husband, though. Like, that's yeah, gotta no, be hard. Yeah, no, respect. My, my partner is, I, I don't even really call him my husband I anymore. Call, I call him my partner. I, I switch on that. I, I, yeah, I kind of use forth. him interchangeably. I use husband so that people know what I'm talking about a lot of times. Partner, But yeah. typically, I, I refer to him as my partner. Same. Because um, we are polyamorous, so we, we typically have more than one of us running around. Mm-hmm. But um, just, I like to talk about that because it's, it's less it, it, well first of all it's funny because people get their wheels start turning they're like are they gay are they in business like what is what does partner <laughs> mean that's so vague I know <laughs> but then I love um, saying because then the looks you I get I feel it's more all encompassing you yeah. know it's, it, it's in my opinion a husband in like kind of gives this like idea that like oh the ball and chain the old man you know that the thing like you're you're so with the person you're with forever with partner it seems like something you've gone into more as like an agreement and a commitment i Just, don't wear a, a wedding personal, ring i don't either we haven't worn wedding yeah. we weren't wearing wedding rings when we were active religious mormons yeah Just it's you know that's something never. that like i feel like i don't need a piece of paper to tell me that i have a commitment here. like i like the fact of like coming into something and agreeing that we're in this together mm-hmm. and like having that mutual thing like it's not something that i'm stuck with this person i'm with this person because I want to be right, and you I'm know? not owned by somebody. Exactly, that's exactly. what a wedding ring that's feels a big, like. It does feel like that, doesn't it? Feels like you know, if you wear one and you love it, that, that's all, that's all to you. It's your prerogative. I love that for you because they're beautiful. But I, I personally don't like rings too. <laughs> that's the thing. My it's a sensory issue hates, for me. My husband hates but, wedding rings. Yeah, I, I just don't like it. But um, yeah, it's one of those things. Like I, I want to feel like my own person, and mm-hmm. you're here with me, choosing to do that. You know? Yeah. But, um, but you like talked to him about yeah, wanting to explore a woman. I, I came to it. I was like being open about it. And um, Rick himself is bisexual. Okay. And so that I was an that. interesting conversation yeah. for us because it wasn't necessarily just one conversation. It was kind of like over the course of, you know, when you start talking about things like that in yeah. a partnership that can drag on for days at a time. You That's know, conversations a brave thing like for that. him to, to come out to you about being bisexual. Yeah, that was, you know, it's kind of funny. We have this joke, which I mean, doesn't necessarily sound great, but we say that I drug him kicking and screaming out of the closet <laughs> because it, when, at that time when I was coming out to him and telling him like, well, he knew, but I was basically like reiterating like, hey, I'm feeling these things. And I'm like, how is it that you don't understand what I'm saying when you're telling me that you've had experiences with men? Mm-hmm. Like you've told me here and there, like throughout our marriage, like I said, we both got together very young. Yeah. We had little conversations, told us about things that had happened in our life, things like that. We never had like conversations like, this is my sexuality. This is who I am. Because I don't know that we necessarily, both of us knew, you know? Like yeah. we've never been in an actual partnership with somebody who loved and respected us. You- he got married at 18. 18 years old, yeah. Just so, and how it's old so is he? so young. He is uh, 32 now. I was, okay. At the time, he was 23 when okay. we got married. So okay. we have like a five-year age gap. Yeah. But um, yeah, so when we had that conversation, I was like, do you not get what I'm saying to you? You know, like I'm mm-hmm. coming to you telling these things, but I'm like, I feel like you, as someone who's had these experiences, should agree with me, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I'm, and I'm asking, and he's being like, almost reluctant. He's like, well, I'm with you and I'm with a woman and like, that's the person I've chosen to be with. I don't need to like explore that aspect. It's a and fear like, thing too. Yeah. And I feel a like very much for you. him as a man, it's he, the heteronormative thing. It's so ingrained in our heads, like mm-hmm. as a whole for everyone, like that heteronormative thing. And so I think he was more reluctant just as a whole to come out because he didn't want to have to face being an out bisexual man. And so I was like, but it's me and I love you. And I'm telling you I'm bisexual. You know, like that was Mm -hmm. something that we had to come to terms with together. And like, I finally was like, you're bisexual too. I'm bisexual. We're not going to be sad anymore. We're just going to figure this out together kind of thing. And I'm like, 
whether you want to be open to the world is your prerogative, but to me, mm-hmm. you're going to be open because if we're going to be together and do life together, like yeah. we, you need to be able to be your authentic self, like, cause you're not going to be happy. I'm like, yeah, you were happy being comfortable, but I'm like, but were you happy not being who you really are? Mm-hmm. You let you. I cannot wait for you to meet him and talk to him later tonight. I saw because, him like, go to the car. Yeah, you talked to him. Uh, I, I didn't talk to him. He, he's, he's went to the very much car, um, an open bisexual man now. Like he tells, yeah. he has a lot of men in the club come to him for guidance in a sense because he this. is open about it now. So in um, you know in Utah, men, I don't think there's enough. Not that we have to have a percentage of men coming out gay, but mm-hmm. I feel like there are more men way who closeted. want to explore. Um, but they don't because mm-hmm. it's like, well, one, the Mormon church is against, um, they'll say they're in support of LGBTQ, mm. but they're not. Yeah. They're torturing that sect of people. Mm. It's awful. But it's like you have these men who come out, you know, of this religion and they are exploring sex with their partner. And for women, it's like, oh, it's acceptable for us to also be bisexual. Oh, yeah, because but like for it's, men, it's like the gay for men thing. That's another thing that I just I hate that because like like you said, it's one of those things that is kind of like society things like oh well this is hot so like yeah that's a thing but like when a man is interested Mm -hmm. like now all of a sudden it's a weird stigma and it's a thing like and it's so crazy because like again it goes back to one of those things like people think that it's a certain kind of way but there's way more men who are interested in Mm -hmm. more bisexual activities than you would ever think because everybody's just is closeted about it. Nobody wants to be open. They and should be able to explore it. Yeah. Like I, I, interv- I interviewed Camilla. She's episode three, mm-hmm. and she was saying that her and her husband, because she's bisexual, mm-hmm. and then he said to her, "Well, I think I might be bisexual," and he kind of like you know, I, I don't know how far he went into it, mm-hmm. um, but he found out that he really wasn't. That's okay. But he was able to do that freely. She supported that, and he yeah. felt safe to check it out. And then he's like, you know what? I don't think I am. Yeah, and you know what? That's totally fine. It, it, the, truly, that it goes back to that thing I said. Sexuality and gender as a whole is a massive spectrum. Mm-hmm. And truly, just because something tickles your pickle a little bit right <laughs> now at this moment. I love your <laughs> like, it, it may not necessarily, like, because... As a whole, your sexuality, mm-hmm. if you enjoy bisexual play, that doesn't even necessarily make you, like, interested in a romantic relationship yeah. with a man. And, you know, that kind of stuff, it's such a large spectrum of things. If you just want to do some anal play every now and again, mm-hmm. and you want to have a guy involved in that, I would venture to say that's not even gay, really. I know. I mean, like, you know, you could debate that all day long, but truly, like... It's sexuality and the things you enjoy in the bedroom versus like your romantic and your partners in love and things like that are very different, but they're all very much a spectrum. I, I like to say um, like sexually bisexual. You yeah, know? that's a good way to put that. Cause like, it is. And I'm kind of going through an evolution. So I'm actually not poly. Yeah. Uh, my partner, he said that we could be, mm-hmm. and I'm kind of leading that you're only as fast as your slowest person. I'm the slowest person. That's okay. But like, because I'm like, well, I don't know if I could have another relationship with a man. Like, I mm-hmm. have what I need from my partner. Sex- mm-hmm. Sexually, we explore, you know, mm-hmm. but relationship-wise. But now I'm kind of like, because I've always said I'm sexually bisexual. And now I'm kind of opening up to this idea of like, hmm, maybe I could have a relationship with the right woman. Yeah, very that's much like, so. That's where I'm at now. And it's yeah. like exploring It's such a journey. Things. Like, coming into the lifestyle and all this kind of, like, there's so many different milestones and things that you hit that you, like, have to address figure out like how do I feel about this like what is this mm-hmm. like and th- it's such a journey like it's not an overnight thing a lot of people think like oh, oh well no. I'm curious about this and I want to get into this but they don't realize this is years worth of unpacking things that you were brought up believing and like figuring out things so, like I- I've
I've been down the journey that you're talking about exactly right now, and it's so crazy to think of because, like, yeah, Rick and I are polyamorous, and we have been for a couple of years now, but I still struggle. And it's not something people, monogamous people struggle. Oh. Like, and there's <laughs> still things like where you don't know what you're going to be okay with one day and yeah. then cool with the next or whatnot. You cool want to know what's and, funny? I was just having this conversation with somebody, and they're poly, mm-hmm. and they were telling me that when they tell a person that they're poly, um, a typical response they get is, or if they're in the lifestyle, mm-hmm. aren't you worried your partner's going to cheat on you? And he was like, the fuck? I'd be more worried if I was in a monogamous relationship. That part. I'm like, like do, I mean, does cheating exist in the lifestyle? Of, oh, course. of course. Like, you can do things that are, like, not, yeah. you know, the right way to do things in, in any aspect but of life. But monogamous relationships? in a monogamous relationship, I would be sex. very much so. Like, the comfortable toxicity in a lot of monogamous relationships is like baffling to me. It's insane. It is very insane. And I'm like, are you comfortable being un- 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 like just toxic like that? It's like, just so you crazy can't be happy like that, that we you know? assign this like loyal, trusting yeah, it's crazy aspect like, to monogamy. The idea, I mean, polyamory and swinging as a whole, are, are, are they're different things, but they're both rooted in this idea of freedom of exploration, mm-hmm. you know? And, uh, They're different things, but you have to decide kind of like, as long as you're doing it the right way, it really doesn't matter how you do it. And I know that sounds kind of like, you know, contradictory, but as long as whatever you're doing with whoever you're doing it with, Mm -hmm. everyone is involved, is happy and consensual, it really doesn't make a flying fuck how you do it Mm -hmm. at the end of the day. Because like you have so many, like as a whole, like we said, how we talked about social media is kind of like, you know, you get so much information, but so little at the same time. And you know me say so much in a three minute TikTok. Exactly. That's not going to get sure, pushed to sure. the algorithm anyway. And like you're going to have people that are in the lifestyle that do things different ways. You have polyamorous people that do things a certain way and you're going to have sweet people that do certain things a certain way and you're going to have other people that do it a different way and that's okay. And that's where like, like I think the um, the individuals or couples so I did an episode on sex contracts. Mm-hmm. It sounds very like strict but actually it's liberating because yeah. you sit down as a partner mm-hmm. and you design your own sexual contract Because, you know, I came from Mormonism. Mm -hmm. The Mormon church handed me my sex contract with my partner and said, this is what's going to offend you. This is what you're going to be okay with. And, you know, like they really did like say this is how you're going to have a sexual relationship with your partner. So (laughs) I feel like a sex contract. Not religion in my bedroom again. (laughs) Right? I mean, I'm going to say, oh, God, but it's when I'm fucking orgasming. Yeah, no, honestly, that sounds like an excellent idea. And that's almost kind of like negotiations in a BDSM relationship. That's something that like. Yeah. If you don't do, it's almost a red flag, you right. know, because like, especially when things, when it goes into like avenues that could be dangerous, you need to know what people are cool you with, have to talk what to you're interested people. in. Yeah. you got to talk about yeah. this kind of thing. And that's why I think like when you come into a club like this, mm-hmm. what you're saying is like everyone's rules and They're stuff all going to be different. Yeah. yeah. That's why uh, we've actually had people, there's, um, a, a method that people have done in the swinging lifestyles before, like in clubs where they'll do like a wristband with like colors or like do dots you guys or do something that? like that. We don't. And I'll tell you why. Cause you said you because had wristbands. I wasn't sure. We do have sure. colored wristbands, but they're mostly for our benefit just so that we know who's who. Cause uh, uh-huh. we have rules in the playrooms where um, men unaccompanied are not allowed to go back there and just hang out uh-huh. whether they're married or single. It doesn't matter. Uh-huh. But a man who does not have a female part or just, I say a female, a play partner at all. Uh-huh. If a man who does not have a play partner at all, it can't just go sit back there and hang out. That's due to the request of both most of our clients, they feel it's a circle jerk. It gets uncomfortable. Nobody wants a sausage fest in the back, you know? It gets <laughs> weird. So that's purely the only reason we do different colored wristbands is so we know who's who. Mm-hmm. But as far as, like, what they mean, it's really not going to mean anything to you because we encourage community over trying to force play. Mm-hmm. And, like, 
we don't tell it. We tell people if you come in here with the mindset that you're hunting somebody to play with tonight, right now, like you want to leave here, a unicorn hunter. Someone, if you want to leave here having got your dick wet, you're gonna have a bad time because you can't come in here with that mindset. You the have to come in here. The community will shut you down. Yeah, the community will be like, eh, I don't know about that. You have to let things happen organically. You have to come in here, meet people, see what their dynamic is like, make friends. I actually friends. have a question just yes. like that. You're like diving into a question that I have. Um, so, uh, some may have this perception that sex is the only thing of interest to the people here, right? And mm-hmm. I know it's a big motivating like factor yeah. of this club, um, but I can imagine that this throws quite a few people off their game, men specifically. Yeah. So, do you have any words of advice on that? Yes, it kind of how what we just talked yeah. about. Don't come in with all these expectations. Right. Come in knowing that you're going to have a good time. You're going to meet some new people and you're just going to take it all in and whatever happens, happens. You need to like, let yourself have a good time without putting pressure on the situation. And I think a lot of times this goes towards single men because they come in here and they don't know what to do with themselves. Nope. Bless their heart. They never do it. And I hate that for that. Like, you know, I wouldn't want to pay what you have to pay to come in here and then just sit around and not talk to anybody at all. You know, that would suck even more so. Yep. You don't necessarily have to get laid, but to come in here and just stand in a corner, like that would suck. Yeah. And I tell the single guys all the time, they're like, so how does this work? Like, what do I do? I'm like, baby, what would you do if you went out anywhere else? I'm like, if you see somebody you're interested and you want to approach them, what would you do? I'm like, you got to talk to people. Be cool. Go dance. Just have a good time. Have a good time. You want to know what you should do? Because this I have not seen. But I saw it. I went to Temptations in Mexico. And it's not a lifestyle place, but it's lifestyle friendly. Yes, yeah, yeah. I've there heard was temptations. a group of guys who were there. I think it was a bachelor party. And they <laughs> were dominating the dance floor with that, their buddies. I'm telling you. Dancing and having a good time. The and dudes, I was like, I want to fuck that guy. That guy, that guy. That guy. There's something about a guy that's not afraid to have fun. And he's that not like. attracts that energy. Buying, and I'm not saying don't buy a girl's drinks. And I know here it's not really applicable. But, like, you don't need to work that hard yeah like honestly just relax yeah trying to buy drinks or anything like that a lot of times especially if it's a couple her man's buying her drinks would she like you to buy i'm sure whatever but you got to have more to offer you know you got to have something interesting and it's not going up to them and saying because i've had this too i've got an eight inch dick and i'd love to be a bull for you oh god talk about my dms on a daily basis right everybody's like message requests (laughs) yeah no, that's yeah. not gonna work here, honey. I just this think just you just not, need to relax. Yeah, it's not what a lot of people like. I don't. We've had people call here and they're like, "So y'all got girls?" Or like, "How does this work? You do I just get to pick one?" Or blah blah. I'm like, "What? What? 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 What?" I'm like, "That's not legal here." I'm like, "Don't get me wrong. Like, I think it should be personally. That's personal opinion. But I, we, we don't do that here. You mm-hmm. don't just get to come in and do your thing. Like, that's not what that is." Like, you come in here, you make friends with people, you see what the vibe is like, you have a good time, you enjoy yourself, you Mm -hmm. make yourself a part of the community. Mm -hmm. You establish yourself as someone who is understands what they're doing. The couple will approach you. The couple will approach you. And honestly, you know, I wouldn't even measure say you can approach couples. You can mm-hmm. approach couples, but acknowledge both of them. Tell them you guys look awesome. They all look like a great time. Would y'all like to get a drink with me? Would you hey we even have patio games here. Would y'all like to go throw some darts with me on the patio? Anything. Talk to people. I was reading some etiquette things on single men and one of the things that I saw was um and I could be wrong, but uh 
don't approach the woman if the man's going to the bathroom. No, or yeah, don't approach don't do when they're sneaky. not around. Yeah, don't be sneaky about it. That's a big thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's definitely a thing. You're going to want to, like, say hi and, like, introduce yourself to both of them. Now, people will have different opinions on, like, oh, well, the woman should introduce herself to the woman, the man should introduce herself to the man. Like, no. The I think that you, you could talk I mean, to you anybody. Can, I think it varies on couple. Uh, like it definitely is going to vary on, like, how the couple feels about it. But I would say a safe bet is definitely don't approach a woman that you know has a man with her while he's not around. Yeah. Or if you do, do it in such a manner like, hey, uh, I was wondering if maybe I can introduce myself to you and your partner. Mm-hmm. And do they, like, are they around or like something? Or just honestly, point like, wait till they get back. If you're not sure if she's single, then just wait until they're together. Mm-hmm. Then go to introduce yourself together. If you bump into each other at the bar, she says something first, whatever, be like, oh, hey, I'd love to meet your husband too, or whatever. Just yeah. make sure you acknowledge the fact that you know she's got a partner. You're not here being weird. You're not just trying to snatch her off to a back room mm-hmm. respect the established about like the the partnership and the thing you know? is too and you know it, and single guys are like why is this like why is it so hard for me i'm sorry honey but i feel like men it's like sex is just such a not i don't want to say it's harder for women but it's easier for men to just want to go into something and have sex mm-hmm. you don't understand what's going on with the woman like how much she might be nervous because it's her first time mm-hmm. here she might be overwhelmed very much the yeah. couple could be overwhelmed like you might have couples who come in and the woman's like like doesn't want any single woman to look at her partner or mm. jealousy like there's so many emotions going on so to have a guy just come up and be like hey baby you know or whatever yeah definitely it's one of those things you just need to approach it with the most tact that you possibly mm-hmm. can be respectful be able to take be able to take rejection point blank period like not everybody's gonna be interested in you some people just don't even bring some like singles at all it's not I, a guaranteed thing yeah at all with anybody it's not guaranteed even with, with anybody couples. we've I, I think you, was it you who somebody posted a tiktok that was basically like when you stay till close at the lifestyle club mm-hmm. and you're there at like between the one o'clock to two o'clock and you don't have a couple yet, but you're like holding on like, okay, and you stay too long and nothing has happened, like mm-hmm. that desperation, like See, feeling. that's why I try to tell, like don't come in with that mindset because that, then you're gonna leave and you're gonna have a out, good you know? time. Just Like just enjoy your time, meet new people. Like maybe even uh, get a phone number, make some, uh, oh, you're I don't fine. know if I knocked it over you're totally good. I'm like, get a phone number, get get their kick, get their telegram, whatever the hell they mm-hmm. do, you know? Get some communication going. Add yourself to their Facebook group or whatever. There's tons of different groups like for lifestylers and different chat rooms and different things like that. If you talk to people, you might find out about more things like that. You'll find out about another event. Mm-hmm. It doesn't necessarily have to be a, like, we're going in here and we're going to fuck tonight. Like, because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you two are going to leave and y'all go home and fuck each other. So you should, don't come you with should that. And you should have a, I feel like you should have a nice base yes. to start with. Like, work on your sex life as much as you can at home. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying the lifestyle will solve all your problems. For us, it actually made our sex life better. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, you do have to, and this kind of goes into, like, um, how to... Uh, because I, I was going to ask you, um, you know, advice for newbies in the lifestyle wanting to a- attend a club. You have to do stuff at home first absolutely. to work on the relationship. Absolutely. The main thing I would say is you absolutely got to discuss boundaries. Do not ever set foot in a club before you know if X happens, mm-hmm. what are we doing? It's not a solution to exactly. not cheating or something. Yeah. Like, we, you always need to discuss where your boundaries lie. Like, okay, we're going to go to this club. If X, Y, and Z happens, how far are we willing to take it? And we, you also you gotta should have a safe have, like, word. A safe word. I was about 
to say the exact same thing, a safe word. You got to have a word or a gesture or something like, oh, ah, mm -hmm, something that you can communicate to your partner mm -hmm. in a casual way. I'm not down with this. We need to X out. We're, we're escape route. Escape route. Like we're, we're done with this. I have a funny story with that. So <laughs> we had a couple that um, we ended up bringing back to the room and I'd been drinking quite Ooh. a bit. So, you know. No, I hadn't said the word or anything. Everything was going well. Mm -hmm. And um, I had to go to the bathroom. And I'm like, Mom, I hope you're not listening to this. <laughs> I had to tell her to get off before. I don't know. But I was I was naked taking a piss on the toilet. Like, <laughs> just sitting there your whole we life. Had, in your we tub. had just like, you know, the four of us were in the um, hot tub naked. Yeah. And I'm like trying to take a piss. And my partner is coming into the bathroom. And he's like, is everything okay? Are we good? Like, like he's double checking on yeah, me, and I'm just yeah. annoyed. I'm like, what the fuck does this look like? <laughs> like, I haven't said the word. We're good. Like, so that just constant check in. And yeah, honestly, I was about to say that's better to do that than to not check enough. Like, right. don't be unsure. It's better to over communicate than to under communicate ever. Because like at the end of the day, people are gonna make mistakes. That's gonna happen in the lifestyle. Like, you're gonna do shit where you're like, oh damn, I fucked up. Something but will happen too, and. Something will happen at some Super point. Super important you, to talk about boundaries. To try to have those, take every step you possibly can to try to avoid that. Because like you're always going to have things where you hang up and you're like, oh, what the fuck? I don't know about that. But it's the communication that's going to help you out of that and help you try to avoid that in the future or at all. And you it know? should be something like how I was talking about sex contracts. Really, mm -hmm. there should be a lifestyle contract. I and agree. it should be something that can be adjusted. Oh, yeah. I, I personally am always saying that, like, establish your boundaries, mm -hmm. figure out what you're cool with in the beginning. And then as you go along, you guys should be open to adjusting those things because it's one of those things that, you know, it may change from couple to couple or individual from individual. Mm -hmm. You may say like, oh, well, we're really not into single guys. But then you guys meet a dude at the club one night. He's just dapping it up with your man. You're having a yeah. great time. They're like, we're going to go Apple Tower this bitch. Oh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It. Like, it could just happen. Things happen, you know? Yeah. And you have to, that goes back to, like, letting things happen organically, mm -hmm. but also being prepared for it you know you mm -hmm. have to be able to be like hey this guy's pretty cool do you want to try to like do we're, we're gonna do that tonight we're like so for tonight we agree this individual's cool we're gonna yeah. do that okay bet for tonight for this individual mm -hmm. we're gonna do that and then the yeah. next day you talk about it so that's something we did i really enjoyed that or i didn't enjoy that or whatever like are we gonna you know in the future how do we feel about this like that's yeah. one of those things that you talk about as it comes along after it happens like and re yeah. just constantly rediscuss because there's no fogginess at that point i feel like before entering the lifestyle club maybe if you are a person who comes every weekend you really should before going in say hey is there anything we need to um, retract or add to this little contract that we have yeah for sure or i mean because really like you kind of go like you learn as you go and absolutely but um so like for newer couples you definitely want to work on the relationship before you don't mm -hmm. want to go in with uh, jealousy issues, no trust issues. Jealousy is one of those things. It's that a is, useless emotion at the end of the day, but it really it's one of those things. It's a human emotion, and, and it's, it's gonna normal. Happen. It's gonna happen. It's normal. It I will get happen. a little jealous but sometimes. Yeah, it, you know. It, how you respond to it is mm -hmm. the, really the the big thing. I feel like jealousy. I actually have a TikTok about this. That um, jealousy comes from a place of unmet needs. I feel like a lot of times mm -hmm. it's not necessarily that anybody's doing anything wrong, but maybe like you don't feel like you spent enough time with your partner, and now you're feeling a little left out, or you feel like you know a certain thing is going away that you didn't expect, and you, it's making you feel a little bit weird. Yeah. My honestly, point blank period in my relationship, thankfully, Rick is so <laughs> I said, he's almost too too like lenient with me and like accepting of me and everything. I, I 
come to him and be like, Rick, I'm fucking jealous. I don't like that bitch right now. And let me tell you why. And then by the end of the conversation, I'm like, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to be like that about her. Like, you know, that's <laughs> it's how I am. It's so funny because I get worked out. My partner's not jealous at all. And I like, wish you would be I, a just, little jealous. As a whole, but... like, I, I'm not a jealous person. I'm really not. But uh, I do struggle with mental illness too. So my brain sometimes will just get me a little worked up. And then I'm like, well, what the fuck? <laughs> and then I call mine hormones. Point, yeah. You know, it, it's, it's funny because like my brain just gets me like in this place where I'm like not who I am sometimes. Mm -hmm. And then I'll go to my partner and I'll be like, hey, I'm squirrely up here. It's, mm -hmm. it's telling me all these things. Please reassure me or tell me like, I'm wrong. Like, help me out here. And he's like, oh my God, you're fucking crazy. I love you. Like, come I here. Like, let's that, work this like, out. Communication though. Like, like it truly, it will, m communication will make a break relationship. That is the Absolutely. biggest thing you have to have before going truly, to a life Being able to club. be honest about your feelings and the things that you want is going to be your number one thing that you have to figure out before you ever set foot in the lifestyle or before you bring other people involved. Because honestly, if you try to do it too soon, you put the cart in front of the horse, you're going to embarrass yourself because like truly we've all had them those like you know at the beginning of the relationship trying to open up and you bring a person in here or a couple in there and then like something weird happens you have to like ghost them or something because you're pissed mm -hmm. or whatever and then you're almost embarrassed because you're like well I had to pump the brakes or I had to stop this or because we didn't communicate and it was our fault but now we got other people involved in our bullshit and yeah. now you're like oh shit like I shouldn't have done that I particularly get yeah. embarrassed getting other people involved in my bullshit so um, that's something that like we work on in our polyamorous relationship because uh -huh. I am very much like try to be open mm -hmm. about like when I've got things going on with my other partners so that they know where my mindset is. And then like I feel a certain kind of so I'm like, I don't want to get you involved because I've got bullshit going on, you know? Yeah. So that's something that like is very much a something in your personal relationship. You've got to discuss. You've got to be comfortable being open. You've got to be comfortable like figuring out where your boundaries lie, what's okay, what's not okay, mm -hmm. and just at least have some kind of guideline going in into it don't just be like oh i found this swinger club you want to check it out it looks kind of cool like they got bitches like you know that's one of those things you're gonna come in here y'all are gonna not be on the same page and then you're gonna be fighting you're and gonna, I'm gonna have to deal fight. with it you, you're gonna fight and i'm gonna have to deal with do it do you like get that. that a lot are, not a lot okay. but it does happen it does happen i will not say a lot because it's not that's, frequent I feel like but it absolutely so happens because here's the thing in a vanilla club if a fight happens because you know let's say like you know the man or woman they or them whatever they're talking to somebody flirting mm -hmm. the fight will happen and then the generalized public will be on the side of the victim who is the partner mm -hmm. who's upset at the person for flirting with someone else yeah typically it's um here i feel like that'd be embarrassing to be the it's, god like if like i'm if, embarrassed on behalf of how some of these people sometimes like embarrassment. a couple of instances just that i can think of or like situations where like they didn't discuss boundaries beforehand and then they end up playing and then they're in the back rooms and next thing you know they're getting awkward and then the couples fight it's typically the couple will start fighting and then the couple or individual that was involved is like what the fuck is going on here i watched this happen like actually uh about a month ago it was so cute two cute young couples went back to the back and one of the couples we had known that they like didn't really have their boundaries established like we had seen them before we were kind of watching them uh -huh. and i was like saw them go with the other couple and i'm like oh no i'm like r.i.p but what do you do i can't get involved in that you know and yeah. then sure enough a little bit later they're coming out the one little couple is coming out like what just happened and then the other couple they ended up getting banned because they were just too much pain in our ass honestly i'm like you guys got to work that out before you come back here that's just that's a no-go for us but um yeah they would get they got in the argument over it because they they didn't discuss boundaries it wasn't something that they worked out with mm -hmm. each other and now they're arguing in our club you got another another couple that now has had a weird experience with you because of your bullshit mm -hmm. like that's odd you know and then like um I would say like the fights and typically when stuff like that happens it's because a man is getting a little too like 
comfortable with what he thinks he, he deserves in here kind of thing. Like um, the most yeah. recent one that I can think of was a gentleman who grabbed a, the lady out of a couple. He grabbed her ass as he was walking in the bathroom. Wow. The husband did not like that. She didn't appreciate it. The husband didn't like it. So the husband chased him down in the hallway over there and now I had a punch hole in my whole wall. <laughs> but we broke that up. We were able to get the story and the couple that he grabbed her at, we kicked them out. We did point blank period. I'm like, I don't know who you think you are or why you can just grab somebody without consent. Cause that's a big thing in here. We talked about that. Yeah. That just because you're in this environment and like this vibe, it does not mean that that's given explicit consent. Mm -hmm. Just because I'm in here and I'm interested in the sexy environment doesn't mean that I want you to come up touching on me. I don't even know you, you mm -hmm. know, that's just as vulgar or rude as it would be anywhere else. That's yeah. not okay. He chased yeah. him down and he knocked his ass out. <laughs> In the hallway over there and we had to kick him out but yeah that kind of stuff is pretty few and far between yeah because we try to keep that like yeah known that you need to discuss that before oh the lifestyle is just it's I crazy just, it's you know so, it can be so intimidating even just thinking because you i've been with people who there was a guy he is like my wife like I make her squirt every single time I make her squirt and I've never squirted I yeah, have amazing orgasms same but I'm the same way I and I think these men think because they make her squirt he's like oh, oh like yeah, I'm the like, best and like I'm the, I'm, yeah. I'm I'm gonna take you up as a challenge so I had this guy fucking jackhammering oh my God, me I've heard this multiple times and it's I so hate funny it I've because it doesn't feel good yeah i hate it and i'm like what works for your partner is not gonna fucking work for every single woman you exactly. encounter you are not god's gift to earth because you're making this woman shoot a lot stream. of men i think have that mentality as a whole and that's I why a lot that. of them do struggle especially you know like the single ones and stuff too because they think they that <laughs> i have a tiktok audio saved in my drafts and it's this uh interview where she's like i feel like you think you have a lot to offer but you don't <laughs> And I'm like, not to be an ugly way, but like truly, what are the chances that this man has put in the effort to learn about women's bodies to the point where he can like actually finesse like everyone? Like that's so it's just a slim chance, guy. Don't mm -hmm. come in here with that attitude. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you need to be able to take. That. That's kind of another thing. Like how we ta ta like take criticism, take rejection, things like that. In the lifestyle, you're gonna be involved with people who are not your partner who don't like the same things that your partners do. No. And if somebody's telling you, hey, that's doesn't really work for me you need to be able to be like oh okay so what does work for you again communication mm -hmm. you got to talk to people oh yeah you communicate about everything like yeah I feel like in the lifestyle you're more open to telling people things like when you're dating someone you do kind of like um, not share a lot a friend and I were just talking mm -hmm. about this but it's like you're in you know you come into the situation and somebody wants to like you know rub your asshole but you're like I had I just had a baby a year ago and I've got some hemorrhoids yeah literally. I don't like my ass being touched like <laughs> like you do have to be a little more open to sharing things like that but yeah I just it's I less shameful like, I think it's not but I just hate those men that think it's like <laughs> porn like you have to be like like bah, 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 yeah and no, that's it's crazy good like it can be good but maybe like I don't want that kind of sex tonight yeah, like no, maybe it's I definitely want... something that you got to be uh, open-minded as a whole when you come mm -hmm. in lifestyle to like different things and like that not every sexual experience is going to be the same. And you have to and be it's vocal supposed to be that way. and yeah. say, I don't like this. Yeah, for sure. Especially as a woman choking in a situation, choking someone without getting consent to me That's is okay. abuse. That's a big one that like definitely. Yeah. Like, and I've had that. I've had a guy choke me, not ask for my permission during mm. sex. And there's actually, I just learned this recently. Um, I've got 
a friend. She works in the adult industry. There's a special way you're supposed to do yes, There's absolutely. a certain way. Absolutely. So yeah. if you're a guy who jerks off to porn and you like, you know, the choking stuff and you're just doing it because... I've had men choke me incorrectly before. And it's a very... Uh, first of all like uncomfortable it hurts and you can't fucking breathe right and shit like mm-hmm. but it's also like alarming because you're like wow this dude really doesn't know what he's doing and he's yeah. over here just trying to do all this and be some kind of way like is he gonna hurt me you know like is it one of those things like because he doesn't know what he's doing he's just trying to like I feel like uh, that kind of goes back to the whole like BDSM thing like that's something that you have to be educated on mm-hmm. and not just dive off into because it can be dangerous and that's right. why you have to talk about things and you have to figure that kind of stuff out because you can't just dive off into everything I did make a TikTok about that yeah because you can get hurt like, like truly don't choke her unless she asks for it the fact or that anybody you ask would do for, that or you ask her you and she tells you yeah you should absolutely they discuss here, that yeah. but it's just yeah BDSM is personally something that I don't do with every play partner though but that's something that I reserve more strictly for people that I know are in the king community and that know like what they're talking about mm-hmm. educators people that I work with in the lifestyle things like that because BDSM is not something you just wander into with somebody mm-hmm. and it's not going to be something that like there's years of worth of noticing small things with your partner and your your bottom like that you wouldn't they, maybe they're not necessarily like safe wording with you but yeah. like you need to be able to notice when they're uncomfortable or notice when like there's something off and like that comes with years of experience that's not mm-hmm. something you just dive off into with well, somebody you just met in the club like oh let me start choking this girl I don't know even to you know, like go off of communication with the BDSM so I was just you know with a couple a mm-hmm. couple nights ago and um the the husband was like, I like to choke. She likes to get choked. Um, would you be okay if I choked you? And I was like, well, do you know how to do it properly? They showed me that they know how to do it properly. And I was mm-hmm. like, I'm willing to try it out. But if I don't like it, I'm going to tap you on your arm. Exactly. The it, communication. What you did is exactly that. What you did is called betting. Right. And that, that's straight up. Like, that's exactly how yeah. you do it. You need to be able to, first of all, know that they have the skills that they have before you mm-hmm. get into a position like that. That's something very, very big with rope bondage. That's a big reason we have our rope bondage yeah. classes here. Because Ooh. that's a, yeah, we do. We you do have, we that, have Fetish Fridays. Yeah. We do Fetish Fridays and we do have rope bondage classes. And that's because of the safety aspect. Like, truly, because people want to learn. They're obviously mm-hmm. interested. They see this. They're like, ooh that sounds cool and kinky whatever but they don't realize that that's actually edge play rope is one of the most dangerous forms of edge play believe it or not because you can get nerve damage you can like literally hang somebody on accident if you don't use uh, like the the throat rope properly it's the same Mm -hmm. thing you said it's like choking Mm -hmm. without you know knowing what you're doing it's dangerous so um you know that's something that you approach people with like you said do you know how to do it correctly? Can you show me in this mm-hmm. moment while we're not in the heat of the moment that you yeah. know how to do it correctly? We yeah. have a, a, a tap out version. Like we know mm-hmm. if I'm not uncomfortable, this is our method. Yeah. Because you know, maybe your mouth is covered. Maybe you can't sit whatever. This couple's very experienced. They're actually coming with me. That's excellent. Tonight. That's really, They're really great. Good yeah, you guys did it the exact right way. And that's, I liked how he approached me first with a... That's excellent. Uh, and we were like sitting on the bed, like, you know how it is. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I do like to choke her. It helps her... Um, uh, when her orgasm's happening, I'll do yeah, that. It sure. helps her. And I actually did tap him. I was yeah. like, oh, I'm not feeling this. But, you know, we still f- did what we needed to do. There was no, like, yeah, but shock. See, exactly. You had that set out in place. Yeah. For if that was something, then he just stopped and you kept going. Correctly. Yeah, so yeah, if exactly. it just I mean, happens, if somebody just chokes you, you deal. don't have a conversation of, um, how do I tell you I don't like this? Yeah. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. like, I need to be able to tell you. So I think for sure. if Definitely. you're coming into the clubs, you need to know that you're going to communicate with, I feel like you should communicate with whoever you are going to play with. Absolutely. No Don't be what afraid to change your mind either. Because I feel like as a woman, as a whole, we have been so conditioned for so many years to just like 
oh, well, we're already doing it. We 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 egged them on, or like we we you know I I'm here, or I thought I wanted this and I said that, and, and now I have to like complete the task, or I have to do it, or whatever. You do not have to at any point ever. Like you can rescind consent at any point, mm-hmm. and that's okay because you may think that you're cool with something, and then it gets to a point where you're like, eh, I don't know about this, and then yeah. you're like, okay, I, I'd rather stop right now. Don't be afraid to say that you're done or mm-hmm. you changed your mind or that you want to stop. That's the kind of thing. There's no shame in that. And if anybody ever makes you feel like there's shame in that, that is not a good person. And honestly, I'd like to know at that point. <laughs> like if that happens in my club, I want to know about that. You because need, like, yeah. I don't want those people in here. You because there's no shame in that at all. Like definitely know your limits, know your boundaries, talk to people, know where theirs are. Because that's how everybody stays happy. Yeah. For sure. Um, as far as like any, uh, you know, do you guys have just a brief overview of like any lifestyle nightclub etiquette that you guys have for your specific club that people need to know about like uh dress code reservations bar rules playrooms yeah 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 yeah. okay so um we do offer table reservations that's just a little something extra that we do mm-hmm. because um sometimes people like to reserve their stuff in advance they should want to have right. a spot especially on like bigger parties yeah well i mean we'll get slammed we made a reservation actually because we have probably a good i idea. think 10 people coming for sure and i told them the time and they're like nobody goes to the club at 10 and I'm like what well, do you want to do? you going to get in here and not have nowhere to sit. <laughs> yeah, so I'm but like, no, um, that's one of those things that, like, uh, reservations are never required. They're mm-hmm. never required. Um, it's one of those things where um, if you want to have somewhere, most of the time people don't sit down. I feel like it's like a it's free space. put your stuff, it typically is what yeah. it is. But we do offer lockers for that as well. Oh, so, wow, um, that's cool. Yeah, we have open lockers. You bring your own lock, you can buy one up front. It's not a big deal. But um, we have lockers available to put your stuff in there if you want. But um, a lot of times people mostly will reserve a table just to have somewhere to post up you know like yeah. that's like their go-to location i think you told me what but, is it um, after 10 30 the table or yeah, everything's 10, open 15 10 30 we will go ahead and pull the tags that hadn't been claimed mm-hmm. because we've got people who are standing around looking for tables and if you're not there then we'll, we're not gonna hold it for you all night it you also know? makes you seem unapproachable i think if you're at a reserved table yeah i mean it, it, i think it depends on like you know how they do things you know the couple a lot of times people will post up they'll put all their liquor and then you can't even see the tag so you never know but um as a whole the reserve tables are typically people who come here a lot like they know they're going to want their their specific table like but a lot of newcomers they just come in they kind of find a spot and then some people will get up and move or they'll leave or whatever there's usually somewhere to sit but the reservations yeah. are not required ever um as far as our dress code goes we do have a dress code but it's pretty relaxed i would say i mean you know we're in Texas, so and we know the weather's crazy, so mm-hmm. it, it's pretty chill. We do allow like um, have cowboy hats and like ball caps. We prefer they don't have any like sports logos or anything like that on it. But yeah. like we know <laughs> we know the the cap fishing situation for a lot of men. We we want to cover some of that up. I'm like I get it. I put on pair lashes too. I love too. how you call that the cap. <laughs> The catfish. <laughs> no, I don't mean in no kind of way. It's all love. But like, I throw on yeah. some eyelashes. You want to put on your ball cap. I get it. You know what I'm saying? Right. So uh, we allow that. Um, but it's mostly like date night attire. If you're coming out, you got to keep in mind, like we said, you're courting people. You're you're trying to meet people. You're not going to come out looking busted. What do the women busted. wear? They wear like lingerie. I wear That's lingerie. That's a big spectrum. That's a big spectrum. The ladies typically will wear anywhere from... Uh, just a cocktail dress or even jeans and a crop top something like that to full-blown pasties and thong like I heard um, my friend was saying that they'll bring outfit changes yes that is a very common thing um, that's something we typically recommend I have a blog about this on the website as well that um, you'll notice that a lot of people come in in like quote-unquote vanilla clothing or just like cocktail dress or whatever because you have to go into a gas station half of them had to leave their kids at home that kind of thing like you can't walk out of the house dressed like this but um, a lot of people will come in in like you know pretty regular date night attire and 
And then as, you know, the night progresses a little bit, get a couple drinks, you know, get that bravery, they'll go in the ladies' restroom and then they'll uh, switch into their, you know, evening attire, which yeah. is typically, um, we see a lot of girls in like the little sexy lazy bodysuits or like little mm-hmm. two-pieces, fishnets, that kind of stuff. Like just whatever you're comfortable in lingerie-wise, that's so totally acceptable. You do have acceptable. to wear pasties on the main floor. Yes. Yeah, so in the main hall, while you're out, um, nipples and genitals do have to be covered. I heard so, the men's nipples have to, have to be covered as well. Um, that's something that we're actually um, moving away from, uh, you know, against my will <laughs> because that rule actually started out when we very beginning when we really at the beginning the ladies uh, we had to tell them like hey this is how the rule is Harris County is very strict it has to be like this and I was like if the women have to do that I was like Tanya why do the men get to run around with their fucking shirts off and their nipples hanging out that's bullshit I'm like yeah. if the men are going to take their shirts off they're going to put on some pasties too because if she if she has to put stickers on her titties then so do you I feel like and, I feel like the men probably welcomed it though you know it was very much 50-50 really it was like uh, we kind of started to shy away from it because we noticed that it was more that like they'd rather either you know do you think it felt like a political thing like some people were like some people were like oh yeah that uh, that, i'm not gonna do that that's that's stupid whatever blah blah blah. and so um you know it's kind of like different feelings i still feel like out of solidarity you should do it and a lot of our guys still do it anyway that's funny but it was mostly just um something like for the guys that was something that we were like you know it's an equality thing you know it's kind of funny but kind of like you know at the same time once Harris County starts allowing your woman to do it. Like, you know, if you don't like it, write your mayor, <laughs> write your senator, I mean, do something about it. it's just a little sticker on your boob. But yeah, no, guys, a lot of the guys fine. find it to be funny. A lot of the guys still do it anyway. But yeah. uh, some of them were like, oh, I'm a man. I want to show my pecs off. I don't want to put on a sticker, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, you know what? If you're insecure, they just say that. <laughs> like, just whatever. If, you're, if you guys are boring, just say that. Literally, right? <laughs> and I'm like, you know, do you, whatever. But yeah, so it's not a requirement for the men, but it unfortunately is a requirement for the ladies because that's what Harris County makes us do. It's, it's bullshit, but. Yeah, it's not a Free the nipple, it's not y'all. a you problem it's a it's not a new problem no but it's something you know we, we we try to work as the laws progress but so the dress code like women do just like do the outfit changes and change mm-hmm. their clothes and what would you recommend I do tonight because I do have my little schoolgirl costume and I was just gonna wear it straight yeah, in yeah 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 so should I come in like, with an um, outfit change uh, I would say again it depends on does your it vibe. make it more interesting if I come in with like a black dress and then come out with an outfit change I feel like it's a themed night so it I is a themed just, night so you will see uh, the majority of the women who are wearing the outfits will probably come in in them unless it's like a really scanty one and then even sometimes I they'll think just what throw I'll a coat do over it. is I'll come in with my schoolgirl outfit and then mm-hmm. I'm just gonna have a really cute like lacy bra and panty that is actually I was gonna them. recommend that too because like um Sometimes they'll want to change out of like the costumey version, uh-huh. excuse me, and then into like you know more of a lingerie version. If that's something uh-huh. you want to do, you can do that as well. Yeah, well. But um, yeah, truly, what I say is to have your hoe bag ready. Is basically what I tell people. I I'm like, it. have your hoe bag ready. Put you some toys in there. Bring you some lube. Get your stuff that you may need, and put, throw a couple outfit changes in there. Some of your like yep. you know go to lingeries that you know are cute. You love them. Yep. Toss them in there, and then you'll be prepared. Don't forget the lube. I have a don't funny story. Don't forget the lube. We don't have much here. We don't keep it in stock. I was gonna say. <laughs> I have a funny story. So um, my husband wasn't feeling good one night, and we were, again, we were out Temptations. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, why don't you just go down and have some fun? So mm-hmm. I, I'm a hot wife. Nice. Um, I, I was never, I never had the opportunity to be a unicorn, mm-hmm. but I feel like I would have been like a fun, like unicorn. That's but, me too. Yeah, I was so, like, I was never got to be a unicorn really, but I feel like I would right. be. Right. I feel like, yeah. So I think hot wives, not that hot wives are better than unicorns, but we're there. Yeah. A unicorn is a unicorn because they're rare and we're there. So keep that in mind. But yes. um, 
so I went downstairs and I ended up like in this like there were two couples who were courting each other for a while and I was I inserted myself because I thought the woman <laughs> like, you was hot. Cool. <laughs> I was like, you're so hot. So I was like, you know, working on them and I didn't know they another couple was working on them and then uh, the couple came to the three of us and they're like, well hey, do you two want to come with us? And then the girl I was talking to was like, well, she's coming with us too. So I ended up back in their room and it turned into this like orgy situation. Nice. And they didn't, we go to the room, she had her toys laid out, She they had their lights going and nobody had lube. Oh no! So I, I get on the phone, uh, the hotel phone, and I call our room and I'm like, hey babe, can you bring the lube um, to room such and such? And he like shows up in his sweatpants and opens the door, just like a bed of naked people. And I'm like... <laughs> Like thanks, babe. Like thanks for the loop. That is and so funny. <laughs> I know it, it was hilarious, but yes, do not just imagining being that kind loop. of team player though. Like, I could know. you imagine being like, oh, I'm not really in the mood, but I'll definitely hook you up. Like, I know. I'm going back to the room though. He was bless his heart. He really was not what feeling an OG. great. But yeah, actually, funny. The women were doing most of the play because the men were having performance anxiety, which is also it, very normal. That's very common. That happens, guys. Don't ever feel no kind of way about that. Mm -hmm. Like it's hard. Like I couldn't imagine. I I was wiggling my, my butt like over this like guy like come on and come on. <laughs> and I I knew not to push him too much because it yeah. just like beats the head a little more but for sure but yeah anyway it's just a funny story so that's um, great as far as like the dress code and stuff that's great um things to bring bring your drinks bring mm -hmm. lube yeah. bring condoms which I do want to ask you um how do so I test regularly mm -hmm. um you can't is that just another part of the conversation you have to have with yeah, people yeah unfortunately that's not something that we as a business can get involved in you can't you know? ask it's a HIPAA we do thing. literally everything that we can to ensure you know the, like we, like I said we provide condoms in the playrooms like you do not have to bring your own condoms unless you have a specific kind or an allergy we do tell you that like you'll never end up without one you know like we've always got condoms here mm -hmm. but um, we do everything that we can to avoid any type of like transfers mm -hmm. at all possible but that's something that as an individual you have to have those conversations with the, the people that you're wanting to play with because we can only provide condoms and spray down with so much virex and but when it comes down to it that's on you know your own personal the type of health but as a whole truly like every everybody that i really talk to is regularly tested and they, it's pretty be. uncommon to not be yeah. in, in the lifestyle and it's so funny because people are always like oh i bet stds are rampant in the lifestyle i'm like honey when was the last time you got checked after right? a newborn Right? Like, not to be no kind of way, but I don't think you've ever been checked ever. ever. <laughs> like, it's not, no, they not, think it's a bad thing to go yeah, get tested. I'm like, and what I'm do like, you mean? Like, the people that are in here are getting checked regularly mm -hmm. because, like, that's obviously no, and it's so funny because, like, lifestylers are so much more conscious of their health. People don't even come out if they've got sniffles. Like, truly. Like, if people are sickly, like, cause people were asking about that, like, how we talked about COVID or whatever. Mm -hmm. They were worried about, like, somebody coming out with COVID. I'm like, do you really think that somebody's going to come out here and risk being that guy that gave everybody COVID? Nobody's going to play Hell with you no. if you sound like, sick. No. Like, no. I feel like I'd be insecure. Home. I'd be like, oh. I can't tell you. We've had many, many people who will call and cancel their reservations. They're like, we're not feeling well. We're going to stay home. We don't want to change the plans, whatever. And I'm like, please do. We'll see you next week. Because, you know, people mm -hmm. are conscious of their health. They don't want to. Give nothing yeah. anybody else, whether Same that be an thing illness with or the a play. And if you're the jerk that's got 
an STD and you're just out there doing stuff, that's fucked up. And it will all come out. It will come out. It will always come out. Like, you think you're going to be out here low-key in people, but I promise you, people talk and they figure that kind of shit out. They do. And yeah. then next thing you know, you're a pariah and that's also yeah. got a lot of people mad at if you. If you want to get <laughs> tested, I I don't know who you go through. You might go through an actual clinic, but there's an online company, Everly Well. They do full panel testing. They send that's the amazing. test. They send it to your house. Oh, wow. That's great. I think I've heard something like that. That's and you really prick good. your finger and mail it good and you deal. get your test within like a week. That's awesome. That's definitely something that we should, I'm going to think I'm going to get you that information from you later so we can plug that in here because that's it's great nice. for people to know. I would love. I know there's clinics in the area that people go to typically, but that kind of stuff is just easier when you don't necessarily, especially if you have anxiety about going to the clinic, which that, I do. I have huge anxiety about going to the doctor. That and time. Time I, is hard. I'm working, um, I'm actually doing a directed porn next week nice. with a, an actual porn star. She's Congrats. amazing. I know. That's great. And I told her, I said, yeah, I do full panel testing with Everly Well. And she's like, well, in the adult industry, um, we go through a database program. Yeah. It's uh, talent testing services. So I had to go and do another test, but mm -hmm. I had to go to an actual clinic. Oh. And I was in the waiting room for an hour. Oh, my God. And I was like, like this I got so much shit to sucks. do. <laughs> so I love the Everly Well testing. Yeah, that's like, definitely helpful for sure. It's better than nothing for sure. Like, yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Like, it's 100% better than just being out here not knowing anything. Yeah, my biggest fear of going into the lifestyle, once I deconstructed all the other fears and traumas, mm -hmm. was STDs. Mine is pregnancy. <laughs> really? Pregnancy. Are you not? Yeah, well, I mean, I mean you don't have to answer that. But yeah, no, I am fully still. The, the machine is still working. I'm not on birth working. control either. I, I don't take hormonal birth control. It throws my body off, off, bad, bad, bad. I do track my cycles, and obviously we use protection. I do too. Yeah. And uh, I'm not currently involved with any other male partners either. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have a girlfriend, but obviously I'm not going to yeah. be pregnant. But um, it, yeah, that's something that scared me more than like an, mm -hmm. an actual STI or anything like that because most of them, let's be, are treatable. You ain't yeah. going to treat a child. <laughs> <laughs> like, I know. Holy shit. You know, like that's something that scared me. Yeah. And then once I realized the reality of it, I'm like, honey, you're not going to get pregnant. That's the other thing. <laughs> like, the conversations definitely like if you're a fucking guy who's like, I can't perform with the condom, you need to leave. Then, uh, oh, well, too bad. Bye, Rocco. Yeah. Bye-bye, <laughs> like, Rocco. Bye, Rocco. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's like, no for me. It's fucked up. Yeah. Like... Yeah, I'm not going to get on birth control, so no, I yeah, can I'm not make throw men my body feel comfortable off. in the lifestyle. That's a big no for me. So but yeah, definitely do your own due diligence, though. Make sure you're getting tested. Make sure you're using protection, however that may be. And make sure you're discussing those things with the people that you're wanting to swap off with and play with, because that kind of stuff is important. That's nothing you guys can control. Yeah, but, but that, again, yeah, that's nothing we can get involved with, unfortunately. Yeah, I've seen your cleaning videos on TikTok. We do as much as we possibly can, I <laughs> yeah. assure you. I, I make sure that there's nothing on any surfaces, at least. Because you guys are open two nights We are. Week. We're on Friday and Saturdays, uh, 9 to 3. Cleaning crew. And then the cleaning, that hell, that goes on for way longer than yeah, I want to admit. <laughs> but it's Hopefully worth people it. make it easy for you guys. Is there anything you would want to tell people in regards to like how to dispose of things to make it easier for you? And, um, and, like, throw any your complaints condoms in the trash can, have? please. Okay. <laughs> throw the condoms in the trash can, please. Like, don't don't jizz on surfaces. Well, I mean, uh, if you can avoid it, but yeah. obviously, you know, I'd that love kind to of get thing. like a white light. <laughs> I want I wouldn't do that to you. It's so funny, I honestly. This. I'd be interested to see if you did because I don't think you find anything. The white, ooh, the white right, light. Because test. we um we have a, like well, we talked about the hall test. security. The hall security is our uh, cleaning staff as well. Mm -hmm. So they're there to clean up rooms between uses and for uh, security of, of the playrooms as well. So between uses, it's cleaned, wiped down completely with hospital grade cleaners. Like absolutely. And at the end of the night, mm -hmm. we actually get like buckets of water and like rat. Like we wash them down. So yeah. it's everything is very very clean, especially in the playrooms. Yeah. And uh, that that's something we are very very particular about. It takes us a very long time. 
but um, it's well worth it because yeah. you will not find anything in there. <laughs> like, yeah, that's I, awesome. I actually, I challenge you to go in any one of the like spot where you can like go and like wipe something off the top and see if you have dust on your fingers. Cause I bet you 20 bucks, you won't find any. I'm going to take you up Truly. on that. Like go in like, like the bathroom or somewhere, like the top of the stall or like something somewhere. I'll like, go in a car. I'm not going to like go up there. Yeah. I would say go somewhere <laughs> random and see if you can catch dust. Cause I'm going to do that. I, I like, actually want to take a picture of the, the one room. So I will go and yeah. do that. But yeah, For the sure. playrooms are amazing. Amazing. Um, you yeah, have just, touched um, on these things too. I was going to ask, like any um, th- anything people need to know about the playrooms. You said that there is a like a bouncer type person mm-hmm. who is monitoring the halls. Um, would you say like don't walk into? Wh- I know there's a big playroom, mm-hmm. but don't walk into another room. Or is yeah, that so free we space? have uh, four individual private rooms, and then our group slash voyeur room, which is the area. The, the group slash voyeur room is the room you can go in and out of as you please. Uh-huh. But um, you have to close the door behind you when there's play going on, obviously, because Harris County laws permit us from uh, or don't allow us to have doors open during play. So um, when you're in one of the private rooms that door will be completely closed. We have okay. door knockers available mm-hmm. because some people are more into like, you know, the voyeurism and like the exhibitionism and yeah. things like that. So if you're walking down the hallway and you notice a door knocker that says, please knock, then you go ahead and knock on the door, see who's in there, what they're doing. Like, hey, you guys oh, mind if we watch consent. or hang out? And then they can be like, um, we're not really interested right now or yeah, sure, come on in, whatever. Yeah. And then that's how we go from that. Because like, I know other clubs where the laws are different, they may have like a sheer curtain or like a rope or something where you can leave the door open and just watch but not come in, thing like yeah. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, the way that our laws are set up, we can't do that. So that's kind of our way around that. Mm-hmm. And so while you're in one of the four private rooms, if you have your door knocker set to please do not disturb, you will not be disturbed. Unless there's a fire in this building and I'm like coming to get your ass Is out of there. Is there a time limit of how long um, you can spend in a room? It, we, we usually gauge the night. It depends on the night. If it's a pretty easygoing night, not a lot of people are playing too, too mm-hmm. much and the rooms are easy yeah. to get out and out of, then great. If it's a night where it's busy back there, then we Is will put a bit of a Is there usually a line or do you get on like a list? Um, or is it kinda, whoever gets to the room first? It's typically a first come first serve okay. situation. Uh, we do try to prioritize gold members. I will tell oh. you that. Like, uh, do they get a special wristband? They do. They have golden wristbands. It How says do you VIP. become a gold member? I'm not from here, so I don't think I. So would... our gold membership is basically one of those. It's an investment, but it's also one of those things that if you come out to the club regularly and mm-hmm. you're involved, if you come a couple times a month, it'll pay yeah. for itself. Was it what around like a thousand? It's fifteen hundred dollars for the year. I don't think that that's that it's much. It's not. Truly, what does that with give what you, you get, it's it's pretty cheap at the end of the day. Does that whenever. cover your entry? It covers your entry for every night that we're open. So awesome. if we have, even like New Year's Eve, when, which falls during the week sometimes, that's a random day, you're still getting entry to that, which a lot of and people are out here. Yeah, that's for the full that's year. That's really not year. bad. It's not. It pays for it. So there's people in here that we actually lose money. I was going to say, I <laughs> feel like. Because they're here so often that like, yeah. you've paid for your shit multiple times. I'm like, at we this point, you're more, costing me money. We're paying more just to go to Secrets for a couple <laughs> nights in Orlando yeah, for like, sure like I mean it's the resort experience I get it but, but like, I feel yeah. like you have that here you guys have kind of created we do a have better a lot experience to offer. it's um you know, I, I mean, I, not to be biased, but I do feel like we have definitely, we g- get, make sure you get your money's worth. You know what you've created? People are going out of the country to go to these, like, you know, desires, hedonism. Mm-hmm. And then you do have um, secrets in Florida. Mm-hmm. I feel like you guys have created this place where people are going to travel to come to you. Believe it or not, that happens a lot. We you actually should get, get people- like, a little, like, 
board for people this to This is so stick. funny. We were talking about that. You should. Where you can get like, people to poke where they're from. Truly, I think we're going to because we have had just recently from and more recently from TikTok. We've had people who have driven from six hours away here in Texas just to come hang out with us. Couples we've had people exploring. Like we have we had one uh, couple that came in. She was from like Atlanta or something and he flew from New York to Atlanta to pick her up and then they flew together here to come here. For to stay in Houston for the weekend so that they could come to this club. I'm like, yeah. holy hell, y'all came across I'm the country. I'm bringing my partner here. I am so excited There's about that. There's the party that. happening in July. I think it's purgatory or something. I yeah, was yeah, hearing yeah. about that. But um, I don't know if we're going to do that or not. But I do want to bring him out. I'm going to check it out tonight. For sure. I feel sure. like I'm going to have a good time. I've got a decent group of people. But I'm excited just to kind of like, I like to float around and just like. Yes, most people do. I don't most like, to, like be to be develop. strict yeah. to like. A group of people like it's no guarantee i, just I definitely wanna... like to walk around i get weird if i'm standing in one place too long i have to like you know go mosey about i just like to meet people and talk yeah to people and stuff, this is but... definitely a good place for that we're very very much encouraging of like community over play like if you're not you could walk up to somebody and be like i have no interest in playing this person ever in my entire life but that could be your next bff sitting right there you don't yeah. know that you yeah. know like you truly don't know there's no it doesn't cost anything to be a nice person so you were saying the gold membership you get yeah, years you literally access. get the full years access and you get um let me let me list it out real fast because we got our whole little spiel we give so you get your entries you get two free guests a month so that can be either a single or a couple okay. so say you have a party you want to come out with but you want to bring your homies mm -hmm. they've never been here before but you won't, don't want them to have to pay for it or whatever mm -hmm. you can give them a free pass to get in with okay. you they can be your guests for the and evening that's for the year that's you get two no, no, no. You get that once a month. Once a month? Yes. And I can't tell you. That that's is a flex. a flex. It's a big flex. Like, oh, no, no, no. You come out with us. You'll be our guest. I got you. That is a flex. Dude, I can't tell you how many people I've gotten late with that. <laughs> like, you're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> it's great. But uh, yeah, you get that. You get your guest passes. Um, you get decor for parties, things like that. That's mm -hmm. standard. Like, um, whenever you uh, let us know you're coming, like, hey, we're going to have our anniversary there. We're going to have a birthday, whatever. We're coming we for a birthday. There's a girl whose birthday it is. Oh, are you but... really? Uh huh. Oh, man. Yeah. Before we leave, we got to talk about that. We'll make sure okay. you, we get you taken care of. But um, yeah, we decorate for the birthdays. We make sure we go all out for that because we want you to feel special. You yeah. Know? You pay for yeah. it. You got this VIP membership. Now we want you to feel good yeah. about it. You know. And then, um, like we said in the playrooms, we do try to prioritize our gold members a little bit. Now that doesn't always work out that way. It's first come first serve. But if you know a gold member came up and we know we got one and we see somebody over there that's eyeball, I'm like, hey, you need to come get your room. Kind yeah. of thing. Like it, it's about to go down. You I know? love that you got the back of the gold members. But yeah, no, for sure. I mean, you know, those are the people that have been here and they come here and like they're the you know elite. they're loyal you know in a sense and it's like we don't try to treat them any better but in a sense they've paid to be treated a little bit better you yeah. know so I, it's, honestly if i lived in houston yeah it's definitely a membership i might that's even worth talk money. to my partner and be like because we the lifestyle scene in utah is getting better um i might end up like your mom be like i'm gonna open my own but um do your research <laughs> i know <laughs> do i don't honest to god i probably wouldn't i do want to start an airbnb like lifestyle <gasps> that's a good idea like have like a house people can rent Ooh, with different themed rooms that's a good idea that's actually something I that's do a really do. good idea yeah for sure because a lot of airbnbs that. don't allow you to have parties and stuff they like don't. that in them that would Mine be a big selling point yeah that's a good idea so you work that out fetish room a mirror room I have it Shit. all. Barbie room. Like, I have Hit it. Hit me up. I'll give you all the advice you need. I'll tell you whatever you need. You just let me know. <laughs> Shit, that I'm sounds like a great idea. Your mom to do it. She I'm can, trying to she visit. can go. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah you guys sure. will have to come up, but I feel like you're going to be disappointed. <laughs> not, here's the thing. I have not experienced the New Yorker the right way. 
Mm, it was fair. that documentary and nobody showed up. So mm, that's yeah, fair. My yeah, thing. it's one of those things. You know, it, on any given night, you're gonna have good nights and bad nights in the night. I've seen it as a whole. So you know, I always Seven say to try people, anything though. twice. Try anything twice, and by that time, you'll probably be sure you don't like it. You know? Yeah, I do love. I love the lifestyle. So I knew that yeah, that wasn't normal, for sure. but. Um, that's fucking awesome. Yeah, I think that that gold membership sounds great. I have no skin in the game, you guys. I'm not plugging it for any reason. Honestly, like, most of the people we talk to, even new couples, like, because my husband works up front and he is a big seller. And that man can sell ice and Eskimo, I tell you. Uh-huh. He's, he sells a lot of our gold memberships. And he'll be, telling, he'll be telling new couples that have only been here once or twice or they just came here tonight. Mm-hmm. They're like, well, what's this gold membership? What's this about? And they're like, well, hell, if we only come out every now, that's really worth it. Like, a lot of people end I up upgrading. I think it's worth it. For sure. It's, it's a good deal. I think that's fucking awesome um so let's see i wanted to ask you some questions here um we've kind of like covered this pretty well yeah i think we did Um, great i did want to ask about like well i guess this kind of goes into the brief history but um family owned do you feel like this helps or hinders you guys i would say both Uh, Honestly, like very honestly, I would say both. There is times where our family dynamic does kind of like make it a little more difficult, Mm -hmm. especially when like emotions are going and like, or if we don't see the same way. Tanya and I, 90% of the time are so on the same page Mm -hmm. with our vision and the way that we want to do things with this club. And we just seem like the same person almost. Yeah. Like I very much understand what her vision is with this. Like Mm -hmm. that's the way that she like, you're the only person in here who knows what I'm talking about, knows what I want is what she tells me Mm -hmm. basically. And 90% of the time we are so on that. But sometimes we just maybe don't agree with the way that we think things should be done or that like maybe one of us will make a business decision in the moment because we had to or then the other one's like, what the fuck were you thinking, you mm-hmm. know? And things like that does happen, you know? And that happens, I mean, in any, any business, but that happens here. It's a little bit different because of the fact that we're family, yeah. you know? So, I mean, there's definitely been nights where we're all in here, oh, how are you guys? And then like one of us walks up, man, fuck you. <laughs> like, you know, like yeah. we've got drama, but we're not letting anybody else know that because mm-hmm. honestly, you got to put on your game face, you know? You don't want to make people uncomfortable. Exactly. If you want you know? them to leave the drama out you gotta leave the drama that's exactly what we do that is very much a big thing you put your game face on and when you're at the door and you get it together while you're in here because it's not your party it's theirs it's for everybody else to have fun fuck it all but um i mean i think that it's very positive most of the time it's great because of the fact that i can be so honest with her about things or i can tell her like Tanya, I'm having so much anxiety right now. I'm gonna need 15 more minutes in this office and then I'll come out. And she's like, okay, do what you gotta do. And then like, I'm able to like get my shit together. And then like, you maybe not could do that in a regular business, you know? Like yeah. that's not something you could be as honest with your boss yeah. or like things like that. Or if I have an idea about something, I'm like, this may not totally make sense, but this is kind of what I'm thinking. She's like, mm-hmm. try to explore it, mm-hmm. figure it out. Let me know like how, yeah. what you need. Like have, we'll, we'll see it, we'll try it out, yeah. you know? And I feel like that's very beneficial. I, I'm, I'm so grateful for for this environment because it does truly allow me to like exp- like kind of express like every avenue of my creativity because yeah. there's always like I, yeah. I, I joke that I have all these hats that I juggle I have so many hats I wear all the hats in here because I DJ I manager I do the TikTok thing and I'm like in here and like I have the hula hoop too I'm a performer in here like I do everything in this club oh my like, god we all do have so many jobs that we do but like in here especially like I'm just constantly like on to the next thing I have ADD but I like. I might I'm, be undiagnosed. <laughs> I'm not you, lie. <laughs> well, you might be. Actually, I used to have really bad anxiety, mm-hmm. and that was act, it's very common in women. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't have the hyperactive. It doesn't part. present the same way. That's so what I'm, yeah, I'm the anxiety, that. like you have all these things, and then you it 
you shut Sometimes down over, it's yeah. like it's almost like bipolar. Like I'll be amazing at doing all these things, mm-hmm. but then like I'll have a cloudy day and it's like anxiety because I can't organize oh, it. Oh, absolutely. And I'll yeah, like yeah. drink caffeine or coffee and then I'm like, okay, but it's like a stimulant to, I don't know. It's like a yeah. whole thing. Mental health is all over the page. Definitely. I got it, diagnosed. <laughs> I wouldn't have this podcast if I did not get diagnosed. Well, that's good though. I am you know, medicated and It needs focused. to be done. Yeah. So um, I think that we've done a lot of uh, we've talked about some great things. I do want to get into this category that I've literally titled "Everyone Wants to Know." Oh yes, come on with it. So, the FAQs. Um, oh, actually, one thing that I was like pinning in my head is um, I was saying that you guys have created a desk. It's like a destination for the lifestyle because I'm thinking to myself like. Fuck, my husband and I, we can come out here. We do have a daughter. We can bring her with us, go to the mm-hmm. Houston Zoo, do whatever we want to do. They have um, nannies that you can hire that'll go to your hotel and watch the baby. Really? We got one. It was an overnight nanny. It was uh, The company was Mary Poppins or something. And we had a woman come. She watched the baby. They give you the resumes, mm-hmm. all, you know, see all their stuff. And we went to a strip club. Nice. So you could do that if anyone's listening. Because that's I, a really great in idea. Utah, I didn't know they had that. In Utah, if anybody in wh- wherever you're listening from, if you're a couple like myself and you have kids and you want to make a family vacation, but you want to also have some fun, I highly recommend coming out to Houston and checking out this club. If your kids are the reason why you're not having a good time or exploring things, do that. Come out. Do some family That's stuff. honestly amazing because I didn't even know you could do something like that. Oh, yeah. we went, where did we go? We were somewhere. They had a lifestyle club that I wanted to go check out, but we had the kids and I didn't have nobody to leave with. It depends on where like, you're eh. at, but you have to look up the. Uh, well, I didn't even know it was a thing, but apparently it was a thing even back in the '90s. Because, really? Wow. Yeah, my in-laws were talking about how they got a. They uh, used to have these things called hotel babysitters. Nice. Like nice hotels would have a like nanny that would come to your hotel That's room and watch a the kids. Genius idea. I'm like I'm super helicopter mom, so I have a hard time with the stuff like that. But like after I, I go know. over resumes and like talk it to people, it took me a bit to get comfortable. Sure, yeah. But the woman was amazing, and they do send resumes. Yeah, yeah, and no, you'll for see sure. their CPR trained, and they've got all this Excellent, experience for sure. references. Anyway, no, that's great. That's really really so awesome. So if anybody sure. wants to come out and check out the night game in Houston, highly 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 fucking recommend it. Yeah, make it a family trip, and then you still get yours. So. I just wanted to say that because it was like in yeah, my that's head. really smart, super great. But um, okay, so everyone wants to know, and I know the answers to some of these because I've seen your TikToks. <laughs> but I just want the listeners to know the answers. Yes. Do you play on the job? Do the employees play on the job? On the job, absolutely not, absolutely not, because point blank period it's unprofessional mm-hmm. like truly like i mean you're still you gotta think at the end of the day you're still running a business and you're still running a nightlife environment like i said what if one of those fights that i was talking about breaks out and i'm balls deep <laughs> like that. let's be real i can't just uh, yeah. i can't just be out here you know getting digged down and then something happens or somebody needs me mm-hmm. or something like that you know like that 90 yep. percent of the time we're in, t- in insanely too busy insanely too busy to be like you know pausing for a second to do all that and then honestly the last thing you got to keep in mind we're in a different mindset when we're in here we're literally at work do you get a night off at all to enjoy the club do you you ever say like i want to go to the club and go to the club 
I can't. You <laughs> can't. Me, the, the thing is, is like I wish we could because I've said that so many times. Like I wish that I could come to my club, but it wasn't my club because I've actually tried to take like a night where like it was Rick's birthday this last year. We tried to take a night where we like kind of chilled and just like hang out, but people were so up our asses. They were so excited that we were not like working that we couldn't even enjoy I bet like you got being overwhelmed. Like, I'm like, you're still in my ass. Mm-hmm. I'm like, how am I supposed to enjoy this? Yeah. Like even when I'm not working, I'm still kind of working. I I can cut this because I don't know if you want people to know this but do you guys have parties like during the week that's like separate a uh, private event yeah for yourself yeah yeah because i feel like uh, that'd be um, so hard not to have a lifestyle yeah, we, uh, it's harder for us for sure because of the weekends and like you know our friends have most people have normal jobs where they work you know monday right. through friday mm-hmm. eight to five kind of stuff so it's harder for us to schedule things tanya especially bless her fucking heart like, like they you, rarely get to like get out but, um, the lifestyle you really do it's funny it. it's a joke that we have it's like if you want to get out of the lifestyle open a lifestyle club because truly like in a sense like you almost sacrificed your own experiences for everybody else's but not to say that in any kind of way we still get our experiences just not nearly the way that we did before you know you can't go out to the club and party have a good time leave all the shit there and go home like you used to before Mm -hmm. because now you're on the opposite end of that so um yeah we do we we get ours you get yours not the same way yeah because i mean we gotta keep this in mind too we have a whole nightclub that we have when y'all leave (laughs) so uh, we've all had our own little experiences in the club when nobody else around and yeah. we do our thing during like um I have a girlfriend and Rick and I we have somebody that you know we we see we're polyamorous so you know we have our spicy time outside of here yeah and Tony and Gordon they try when they can bless them they have such a touch to tough schedule it's harder for them even more so but um we do outside of here whenever we have the time we get our little play but time not on the job not on the job you it's very very much strictly professional while we're here safety advocate you have to yes. be aware of the surroundings exactly very much so and yeah um Okay, what happens on fetish night? Because, and I'll tell you why I'm asking. Because when I was talking to my friends Mm -hmm. about wanting, because we were gonna come here last night as well, like do like a two night thing, and um, my friend was like, "Oh, well, it's fetish night," and I'm like, "I'm still pretty new to things," and they were like, "You probably don't want to go on fetish night. Like, maybe you'll be overwhelmed." No, we see. uh, Okay, so. I feel like people maybe expect like a heavier BDSM scene. Mm-hmm. We're very much at like a meet in the middle because as a whole, like this is another topic we would take a long time to get into, but the short term it goes basically that although BDSM and swinging are in the same lifestyle, mm-hmm. it's very much two separate entities. A is lot the of times, fetish night like BDSM heavy? Yeah. Not necessarily. It's more like where we just kind of offer. What we'll do is we'll take a section of the club and Mm -hmm. we have instructors, which we have a guy that does like flogging and leather work and things like that Uh with like the floggers. And then we have our rope instructor who will come out and he'll teach classes and he'll teach about safety. And both of them are vendors so that they have like, you know, quality materials to sell people because like a lot of times you find rope at like cities or whatever Amazon Amazon, and that's not that's not really the best stuff to be using I mean you can use whatever but typically if you want to get into this you're going to find pretty quickly like this is not the materials I wanted so you come in here you get experiences with professionals who've been doing this shit for years Mm -hmm. who have quality products to show you I mean there's no like pressure to buy anything or anything like that it's just available if you're interested and they'll do a class they'll show you what you're interested in our uh, Leatherman he brings a St. Andrew's cross for flogging so that they have that set up it lights up it's all kind of fun and then uh, he'll show flogging and uh, he's really into like sensual flogging mm-hmm. so it's not what you'd imagine when you think like oh we're getting flogged she's getting her it's ass a spectrum beat. like it's very like yeah, it's a huge spectrum exactly it's up to everybody's limits up to what everybody likes a lot of times you'll find that like there's something very like sensual and exciting about flogging that you didn't realize it beforehand and so on fetish nights we tend to just kind of like 
highlight in a small manner the things that like are big in the BDSM community that a lot of mm -hmm. times people have curiosities about yeah. without being too much of a heavy scene that it would like freak out the swingers. So like um like for fetish stuff. So I just recently found out I enjoy wearing a strap on. Nice. I love it. The power. Stray strap I, or get claps. <laughs> I'm a bit of a I, I'm a bit of a switch. I think nice. with men I can be more submissive because I like it. I'm the exact but same. But with way. a woman I'm like dominant. I'm dominant. Very much so yeah. So if I were Relatable. to come like on a Saturday night with a strap on, is that considered a fetish night thing that I should hold no, off on bringing? Not at all. Okay. Not at all. No that's anything and uh, people bring their BDSM gear like say we have our red room with the BDSM gear all yes, the time I saw that because room. that's something that we welcome all the time but just that's one particular night that we do education because people are going to do what they do outside of here and or in here honestly whether Friday you know, of the month. that's the third Friday of okay. every month we do that and we provide education so that they have a basis to go off okay. of because a lot of people like we said just jump into shit they have no idea what they're doing and they're like well, I don't well, know when you doing. think of fetish too like you go and type in fetish on Pornhub and you're going to pull up all kinds of stuff. of stuff but you're not in here like People are shitting on each other. And no, like taking it, even, a piss um, as a whole in the BDSM something. community, more heavy play like that is not something that people do in public a lot. That's very like private events, like blood play or scat play, things like that. Like those kind of things you are very. You couldn't do that here anyway. No, uh, we wouldn't allow it. No, because it's uh, sanitary and you know issues with like blood transfer oh, and, all, yeah. and that's just absolutely no. We don't even allow wax play in here because it gets in the carpet and it makes a big mess, unfortunately. But Good to know. Um, that's. One of those things that, like, yeah, as a whole, they're not going to come out and just be doing things to jar people like that. A lot of heavy kinksters that are into things like that understand mm -hmm. that even other kinksters can be put off by some things. Yeah. Heavy uh, CNC play, the consensual non-consent. Sometimes if you don't know what the dynamic is, you can be very upset by that. Like if I have somebody in my back playrooms in the public play area slapping their girl around and the other people around them don't realize that that's something they've consented to, they're going to come up here and be freaking out. Yes. And I can't have that, you know? And kinksters understand that. You know, right. most people who are into heavy BDSM, they understand that. Mm -hmm. So typically play parties or events where you have a kink event, it's going to be vanilla for the kink environment I guess you could say that it's going to be your standard a things comforting, though. yeah that, well the thing is you got to keep in mind a lot of events like that they're welcoming new members as well yes. so they want you to be just as comfortable as the I people who are seasoned I imagine the costumes are probably a little more elaborate but yeah, it's I not I love my kink costumes like the <laughs> masks and stuff yeah yeah no um, um, we typically don't have a lot of kinksters that come in in that way I wish we did, we did. <laughs> that would be great I would love to I mean, see some masks I mean you have people that are into crazy. like furries like wearing like those oh, I would love to have Mascot <laughs> costumes, right? I would love to have a furry. We have not had any yet. Um, but again, it's open lifestyles. That's true, and you're, you're not hurting anybody. I don't care. You're, you're welcome. welcome. To come. Come on. Tanya's favorite funny thing that she says, she's like, I don't care if you want a carrot up your ass. If you want to, you grab your carrots and come oh, on. Oh, she said uh, corn. Corn? She said say yeah, corn to you? Yeah, okay. she said corn. On she the always cob. picks a vegetable. She's like, I don't care what you want. You can grab your <laughs> corn and come on. Like, got I, a whole I don't vegetable care. Garden. Truly. Yeah, that's that's yeah, fucking so fetish awesome. night, it, it's a little bit of a dive, and it's more like a, a pull back the curtain on a scene that you're like interested in it's definitely not heavy it's definitely a, a nice little mix of you know I think it also welcomes people to have conversations with the patrons exactly. because you might find out like oh I'm into this fetish mm -hmm. which I'm not seeing here but we could do a house party with that yeah or something so for I sure. feel like it it's just all-encompassing but it's not as intimidating as I thought it was. So that's nice no to definitely know. not it's a very very chill environment it's more just like an opportunity to learn a, in a safe way um, 
one of the questions I had in here is, do people have sex at this club? <laughs> Occasionally. If, if you don't know the answer by now, <laughs> yes, you need to go get do your head have checked. sex at this club, and it is uh, typically a good time from what yes. I hear. Um, and then the post-night cleanup, it sounds like it's it a, a whole time. ordeal. Um, any crazy stories that, like, anything crazy happened? You haven't <laughs> been open to, for very uh, long, but... Um, me, personally, I have a story... I have depending on your level of crazy, this is just something that I uh, never recovered from. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I used to run around here barefoot a lot. Oh, shit. Like, You're uh, brave. I know, right? <laughs> and, you know, it's one of those things, like, you get comfortable, because this place feels like home to us, you know, and we know how clean it is. So, like, it just was something we did or whatever. Mm -hmm. And now I wear Crocs a lot in here now. I run around with shoes on. I think on, I but, saw you post something yeah, about wearing Crocs. I wear Crocs now, but... Um, at the very beginning, I used to run around here barefoot a lot. Just, I was just comfortable doing that, so I did. And we were cleaning up one night, and I was in one of the playrooms. And uh, the rooms had already been cleaned or whatever, but um, I went to go like lean over to like adjust the, the bed skirt or something. I don't know what I did, but my foot went slightly underneath the bed, underneath the bed skirt, and my toe went straight into a used condom. Ugh. And my big toe, right into a fucking, I felt it. And when I tell you my soul left my body, I screamed. I screamed. Everybody in the club was like, oh my God, what happened? What happened? And I'm like, oh my fucking God. It's like the first time I was wiping my daughter's poopy diaper and I got poop on my on finger. finger. You're like, oh my God. But that's like, like know, a million it, times worse. It just truly, like, there was no way to describe the horror, but I ran my toe to the sink and burned it as hard as water say, as I could. I was so you obviously, de you, you obviously cut your toe off. I did. I cut my toe off and no longer have a toe. Uh, so, <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I obviously went and put some fucking shoes on after that, and I have not since then. I, I have not gone fully barefoot. Jesus Christ. That's... You won't catch me in anything. Uh, at least socks. At least socks, which that's... even then, I still try to keep my Crocs on, but that's well, probably my know. crazy story. Don't, don't walk around barefoot. Yeah, don't walk around barefoot you just never know club. what you're gonna find it is still a nightlife environment it is sexually charged you're gonna find some crazy shit mm -hmm. so um i kind of had already asked this about how often drama happens i feel like it just yeah it, it does it happen can. but it just not as often as you'd think truly um any celebrity attendance you don't have to drop names but i'm just I, curious i cannot i'm not allowed to drop names but I, yes I, yeah i yes. wouldn't we have had uh, some celebrity appearances in here. Uh, there was one in particular where we were trying very hard to like not let people who know who that was. Do they wear a disguise? No, no, we've never had anybody do that. Um, we have had two instances I'll tell you about in particular. One was when we had an individual who came in with his partner and he had six suits with him and two like black SUVs outside, called in advance, made sure he could talk to the owner, made sure we didn't take any of his information and put it in our system, was asking about all of our pro like in then he sent off his security at the end, like after we like made him he came in like with armed security and like Did he have another person with him? Yes, he had a partner with him. Okay. But uh he came in and uh we basically got that he was some kind of politician. I'd say, was it Donald Trump? It, it, no, <laughs> it was not Donald Trump. -y, but uh, he was some type of politician. I don't know where or what what aspect he was involved. I did not ask those questions. It's not my business at the end of the day. But um, yeah, he, he was high up somewhere and we had to basically let him know, like, you're safe in here, essentially. And another one is um, a pretty well-known influencer. Well, I say influencer, they're known on internet like they do like videos people know who they are like mm -hmm. this person is yeah. known and that was the person that we were more kind of trying to keep people from realizing that's who it was because their their face is recognizable you know like they know people know them wow. and uh they were a little bit more laid back gordon was trying his damnedest trying to be like oh no 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 no, 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 no. but they were like not really pressed about it wow. they're just like 
it's cool if people know, but I really just don't want to cause a whole lot of attention. Whatever. Well, people want the discretion. You exactly. don't want to be outed. Yeah, they but want the discretion. Then obviously we give them give that to them. But do, there was, do you have any repeats? Um, I can't say. Most of them have been like they stopped by the while they were in Houston, kind of thing. Okay. Like because the, the big celebrities, in. like they, they, we don't have anybody like from the Houston area that typically comes a lot. That's like high up anywhere. They really. probably just do it at their house. Yeah, a lot of that type of stuff is is when you have uh, in a job like that or like you're involved in that type of lifestyle. Mm-hmm. It is very like close. Like um, the area that we're from. That we actually drive in. We mm-hmm. don't live in the Houston area. We we live about an hour outside of town, and we drive in. But the area that we're from, everybody's super like secretive about it. Even though like there's so many people doing it, there's a big scene, mm-hmm. but n- and nobody's open about it. Like Interesting. we honestly, we considered opening a club in that area first, and we're like, I was it wouldn't be feasible. Say, you guys work so much, but yeah, it wouldn't be feasible because honestly, we would people where we're from. It's like they would drive by the parking lot just to see whose cars there, you know, just to be nosy and like be like, oh, well, so and so, well, like, yeah. and it's like that's so ridiculous. Like, why would you want that? But yeah, no, I mean, it, it, certain people want discretion for whatever reasons. Everybody yeah. has their reasons, and we do our best to respect that point blank period like we don't tell people about the people we see in here we won't confirm or deny names or anything like that like that's just Mm -hmm. not something that we get involved in because like yeah people have their own dynamic and we don't know what that is and with that said also discretion and respecting you can take pictures on the main floor okay so our um picture rule is if you cannot get your photo or video without someone in the background then don't do it. Okay. We have a photo section set up for that specifically oh. this area. Oh, yeah, uh, that's we go out our way to make sure it's super cute, super trendy. I like love it's got that. all the cutesiness. Like you go take your pictures over there. I got a ring light in the whole night, baby. We got good lighting. Yeah, like you want to take light. your pictures, I got you a spot for that. But again, we have women who want to get in the cage and twerk and their man wants to record a video, then that's oh, totally that's fine. Cute. We don't care. The problem is is if somebody comes up to me and says, Hey, this person was taking pictures of my wife, or hey, I was in the background of this video and I'm not okay with that then we'll handle it. That has yeah. happened maybe twice in three years that I can tell you though, truly. That's good, we had though. an issue where somebody was like, you had a conflict. Like They're like, I think I was in that video. We went through the phone and they weren't even in the video and it was fine. And we just went about, about our business. But yeah. we, security will hunt you down and they will take your phone though That's to confirm good. that. So celebrities, if you're looking for a place and you don't want to be outed, it <laughs> sounds sure, like they got yes. it down. We will definitely make sure we keep you as discreet as this possible. This place babe. is fucking awesome. It's oh. next to a bingo hall. You pull into the parking lot. <laughs> I learned that that's Texas, though. Bingo, literally. We have a love-hate relationship with the bingo hall next door. <laughs> I do like bingo. They're great. The, it's funny. But yeah. it is interesting. We have a lot of funny jokes, and we've had several of their clients come over here like, what's going on over here? We heard the music. Like, what are y'all doing? And we're like, you're probably not dressed for the occasion. <laughs> like, you're not yeah. ready for this. Yep. yep. It's super funny. It's yeah. uh, definitely... The vibe outside is not a reflection of the vibe inside. This yeah, is just like... For sure. And granted, I am pulling into a parking lot in the middle of the day. So there's yeah. that. I'm so excited to come back. But the inside just is... It's going to be a totally different kiss. environment in here later. You're going to love it. I'm, I'm excited. You. I'm already excited and horny. I'm ready. <laughs> Hell yeah. I'm ready to have some fun. Um, okay. So I think that was that. I do like to do this little thing. Um, I like to do rapid fire questions. Okay. They're cute. Cute? It's nothing... I'm yeah. trying to answer quickly, basically. Like, kind of, yeah. Kinda? Okay. Um, we'll just do a couple of these because I just I th- think it's like a good like insight to a person. Okay. Um, okay. So, <laughs> this one's funny. Do you have your own Netflix account or do you use somebody else's? I'm the owner of the account. Everybody uses mine. Oh, look at that. <laughs> yeah. I was I'm, gonna say uh, you're using Tanya's account. No, believe it or not, I'm actually the account owner. Everybody bums off of me. That sucks. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, I uh, do bum off my girlfriend's Disney Plus, who I think is bumming off of her sister's. So <laughs> I love it. 
We're totally like, yeah. I love it. That's fucking <laughs> awesome. Um, what is, I don't know if you do karaoke, but if you did, what's your go-to karaoke Oh my song? God, I can't carry a tune in, my, in a bucket, but Rick, my partner, is a fucking, like, a, just, he, a bird. Uh, he just sings all the time. He's amazing at it, whatever he sings. He's so great at it, but I literally could not sing to save my so life. So you don't do karaoke at then? All. No, I will every now and again go and watch him here and there. And then he sings Usher because that's his go-to, is them baby making songs. That's so funny. <laughs> I'm like, get out of here. Um, what was your last impulse buy? Oh, shit. Let me check my Amazon account. <laughs> well, there is a question. What was your last Google search? But Oh, no. Like um, that would be boring. My last but. impulse buy, I think it was actually, um, I have a new uh, setup going in the picture corner over there for um, our backdrops. They have these like shimmery wall panels or whatever. That's that are, cool. like super cool and they're kind of pricey, but I was like, you know what, fuck it, those are cool. So I bought those on I like impulse. how you bought something for the club. I do that all the time. Do you impulse buy for yourself personally? I do, I okay. do, yeah. I impulse buy um, like a lot of uh, cutesy things, like things to like cute little outfits I got my or boots like yesterday or, yesterday. I'm obsessed with demonia boots right now. That's my my thing that I'm hung up on. Demonia makes um, like platform boots oh. that are like um, kind of gothy looking, but they have like baby pink ones and like white ones. They got like a bunch of buckles and straps. And they're super cool, but they make platforms and platforms are super comfortable in here. So it's like a heel, but like a cheating heel. <laughs> kind of. Those ones are the, the ones you got on there that have you the have chunky the... heel on them. The mm -hmm. way that mine are set up, it's literally like almost like a like a flat, oh. like just a surface. I'm just like, do oh, you do like higher? Do you do EDM concerts? Yeah, they're kind of like that. Okay. They're kind of like EDM like boots. Like yeah. would be like, it's I'm like obsessed with those boots. too. I'm obsessed with Demonia boots right now. That was probably, You'll have to yeah. tell me the company. You'll love it. I'll send you a link. Yes. <laughs> um, Very cool. Let's see. Um, do you have any pets? I do. If your pet could talk, what would they say about you? Oh my God, they probably talk shit about me. I have two black cats. They're <laughs> twins. And let me tell you how I got them. Tanya found them in, on the back porch of our club. I had, well, quick story, I won't take too long. But um, uh, we were in here one morning cleaning up and I kept hearing meowing. I was like, what the fuck is that? I go on the back porch and Tanya's holding this tiny black mm -hmm. ball of fluff. And I'm like, where the hell did you find that? And she's like, it was back here in the back by the dumpster and it was by itself, blah, blah. And she's like, we can't just leave it. And while we're standing there talking about this damn cat, I look over and through <laughs> the fence posts, like through the slats, because we have a fence on the back I saw something black moving on the outside of the fence I was like shit I'm like how many more are there I go outside go grab it and now there's two of them so we have these two little black cats who clearly came from the same litter that were mama nowhere to be found and Aww. it was the middle of the summer like hot hot are you a cat person or I am not a cat I person hate I hate cats but we found these two little fucking kittens and That's they were cute, little though. bitty and she's like we can't just leave them so I'm like fine I'll fucking take them home I'll foster them to be a little bit bigger Aww. and I'll give them to somebody have you given them to anybody Fuck no, they're at my house. <laughs> now they're over a year old, and I just got both of them fixed. And I have two black cats now. I'm like, damn it, Tanya. <laughs> so they're actually pretty chill, though. You know, as far as cats go, they're pretty affectionate, and they don't get up my ass a whole lot, so then they can stay. But if they could talk, they would definitely be like, this bitch is weird. <laughs> like, for sure. Yeah. I'm not a fan of cats. Yeah, I'm really not a big cat fan. I never have been, but then they just kind of like, it's one of those things that came to me, and it happened, and now they're here. Yeah. Now I'm used to them. <laughs> Um, the last rapid fire question I think is appropriate for you. I don't know why you just seem like you're so creative, but what world record do you think you have a shot at beating? Damn. Um, or maybe it's like one that you come up with that you're really good at or. Hmm. That's a tough one. That's kind of hard to think of. I would immediately like think it would be something like creative or like. 
That is a tough know. one. I that is even... actually a really tough one to think about because I personally have so many avenues that I dip my fingers in. You know, I've got my fingers in so many pies that I don't know exactly. Maybe like jack of all trades and <laughs> having so many hobbies. That's going to be the first one. I feel one. like you guys are kind of on the verge of breaking or not a record. In a sense, but yeah, maybe. like The largest nightclub, lifestyle nightclub in Houston. Maybe youngest manager of some kind ma- youngest yes. club owner involver like something like that youngest yeah, investor, something actually, along the, maybe man- youngest manager because like a lot of club managers or like regular nightclub managers do typically tend to be like older 20s 30s but like in this environment in this type of club I it's usually like older people that yeah. run this type of stuff so I think I'm probably I would tell you I'm probably the youngest club manager you probably are in this especially and maybe in the that's what makes you guys here. so new age is because you're I think, yeah we've actually had a lot of discussions about that because um, Tanya and I, her being, you know, on her end and me being on my end, it's she's more like conservative, conservative older and I'm more liberal younger. So we have this nice little like two different opinions for the same type of thing. And I think that definitely helps us keep stay rounded. Yeah. I think that helps a lot. I, I, different I insights. like that. I think that that would be your record. I feel like you guys could be the um, best nightclub in the United States. This club is so new. I feel like it just has so much potential it, to you've be. You've already like there's I think benches of potential and you've already ranked a few times oh my god sorry you're making my head so well, big I'm just like, saying, straight up like so I great. do think I that it. you guys are on the I almost want to pave the way for a new style of clubs like you I, already it's are but yeah only been a certain kind of way for so long and I want it to be different because people need to understand mm-hmm. that just because you're curious everyone has sex and sex is natural and it's comfortable and like the human experience as a whole is not something that should be limited you only yes. get so much time on this earth and everyone deserves an opportunity to mm-hmm. explore maybe something that interests them you, in whatever I, I, way at that some they do point that. this space might even outgrow itself and you gotta expand that's honestly Open up another already place. To that point. we're already to that point like we're already like oh my god like, I wish I had more Capacity room or I wish I had this or, and, yeah. yeah I'm already thinking about like because Tanya and I have talked about building our own building one day like and we're talking about like doing maybe on some land and having like you know like a resort setup kind of like how like there's places where you, you really stay. could but um mm. i mean well, you you've already dived into the, the laws and logistics of this we've so. got lots of big big plans and we're just staying running like yeah we keep saying oh well after this party it'll slow down a little bit it never slows down yeah, yeah. I keep saying, oh, well, we're going to chill out a little bit. And then we just don't. We just keep going. I was going to, one of the questions that I had that I didn't even ask you was, do you see yourself personally working for TNG for years to come? And do you think you're going to inherit the business? Yes. I know for a fact, I have a brother that um, I don't know necessarily that he will be involved. Mm -hmm. But um, this is absolutely my my future. Like, my mom came into this knowing that I would be taking it over. Your mom's passed on a legacy to you. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that. I feel so, I can't tell you, like, how it feels I want to use the term blessed, but it almost sounds corny. I want to say, like, truly that, like, I feel so fortunate to be able to have something like this that is for me one day. Like, this is going to be me one day. And it's such an amazing outlet for, like I said, like, all the creative things that I do. If I, like, want to do some kind of cool makeup look or if I want to wear a weird outfit or if I want to DJ a cool set one night or if I want to do this or perform or whatever the hell I want to do, I kind of have the freedom to do that. Literally, whatever I want to do, I can explore it. And that's so amazing because most people don't get that. And I know you guys are, like, you know, pretty new. So I see this and I'm thinking you guys are probably financially building security or whatever it is but this yeah you guys this place is just fucking awesome i mean it's it's gorgeous right now just and it's not even in like it's not the event's not happened yet yeah we're literally just so excited 
Yeah, this is just... You're absolutely going to love it. I'm telling you. I'm You're so excited. You're going to really, really enjoy it. Um, people travel far and wide. Come to Houston. Check out the night game. There's um, TNG. There are other acronym lifestyle clubs, so don't get it twisted. <laughs> this is TNG. TNG, the night game, baby. TNG. Houston's finest. Yes, this is just fucking awesome. You guys are... You've already. You heard it here first. You've already. <laughs> yeah. The only thing is, I don't know if you've had your TikTok banned yet. Oh, honey, we've been there, done that. I keep getting like close. I'm like almost to the point of like it's having an edge a backup. Fest. It is a huge edge because fest. I've seen the the lifestyle stuff. People are getting banned. They do. I'm it's on a 3.0 account, and mm. I always got in trouble for talking about lifestyle stuff. It's so hard. Yeah, I try very hard to tiptoe around TikTok for sure. It but sucks, but follow them on Instagram. Please do. Yeah, follow our Instagram, follow our TikTok. We're at the Night Game HTX on TikTok, TNG Houston on Instagram. And we're going to link it. It's going to be us. linked. We'll the links to all that. Yes, so I awesome. try very hard to post fun stuff, keep cool content coming, so y'all support me. <laughs> I'm yeah. literally in here dancing like a goober. Her account is good. <laughs> People you? are like, oh my God, I've seen your TikTok. I love your TikToks. And I'm like, but you're going to see me in here making those TikToks. Do you make TikToks at night? Like, I do. I'm going to make TikToks here. with you tonight. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, we totally can. I loved. I'm, I actually have a TikTok a joke about that, about like how when you see me on TikTok versus when you see me in the club. I saw that. Yeah, it really is funny because like when you see it happening, you're like, well, this is not nearly as cool as it is. I love it. End. I'm a, but yeah, I no. love making, it's, I'm I the love person. TikTok for sure. We I definitely will, will do that. I will ask people to make Y'all TikToks make sure you look for our TikToks because they're going to be out there. Yes. For sure. Mine are, yeah, I'm going to release them tonight, but I'm going to bank some when this is released. Throw them in the drafts, baby. That's what I yes. do. I got like 75 drafts right now. <laughs> I know. It's crazy. But well, thank you for having me. I'm going to take some pictures of the back Absolutely. room because I want to share that with this. For and sure. Like, yeah, like she said, you guys need to follow them. They're just amazing. I see big things for you guys. Thank you so much. I really, really appreciate it. This was a great, great conversation. You had a lot of awesome yeah. questions. Thanks for taking me on with my Yeah, no, it was amazing. I like talking about it. It was great. And you had a lot of really great perspectives on things and asked about good things. I'm not things. the first like, podcast you guys have done. We're pretty particular about who we interview with, mm -hmm. typically. And I, like I said, you appreciate said you that. see a lot of big things. I saw the same thing for you. I felt like you had a lot of potential. Yeah. Whenever you came, like reached out to us, Like I liked the way that you came about it. And like you seemed like you had I'm a lot together. I'm very new. There's nothing wrong with that. Being new Just does not new mean in anything. General. I was a little closeted person and 2021 was That's my me year too. So. it's so funny because like that was me I like got married and pregnant so young and like my yeah. coming into womanhood as a whole didn't happen until I was like well into my 20s and now I'm like this whole like sexy individual who has like her own like individualism and like my own personality and everything I'm not just somebody's wife or somebody's mom and I think there's something so liberating about that yeah you need to be your own person for sure because you want to teach your children to be their own person yeah no I definitely got good vibes whenever you reached out so I'm super happy we did it it was really really great experience awesome well, good thanks deal. for being thanks for here, and me. I'm sure this won't be the last time we chat. For so. sure, for sure. Okay, well, thanks. I'm excited for tonight. Yes, ma'am. Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Wet Spot Podcast. If you've yet to do it, please subscribe and give us a five-star rating. The only way we're going to be able to continue doing these episodes is by having our listeners support. And that is the best way for you to support this podcast. Thanks for tuning in.